We're going to need two precision podcasters, ones that won't crack under pressure, ones that don't lose. You know we got that. Hello and welcome to the Split Real Podcast. I'm Steve Packnick and joining me as always, he's throwing down pink slips, throwing away his car. It's Gabe Acevedo. Hey, I'm still in Puerto Rico, so my car is, I have no idea where in Arizona. So, you know, my car is gone. Yeah. Well, you just like to, you know, get into the ring thinking you can box. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be the next two hours of my life, aren't they? Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. (laughs) I've not been more excited for a podcast this entire time. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm still in Puerto Rico, visiting family last two days. Um, Gotta love how it's like actually colder in Puerto Rico than it is in Arizona right now. Oh, yep. I'm going to go back to 117 degree weather on on Wednesday. So that'll be something. Yeah. It sounds like the worst thing ever. (laughs) It sounds horrible. You know, choices were made last year. So yeah, you, you made those choices. I I did not. I stay here. Well, we're getting some severe thunderstorms coming through here all day, so there's a good chance that this could just like cut out and then we could just forget the second half of this podcast. Which, to be honest, most people don't get to the second half of our podcast, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think they just listen to the intro and they're like, okay, it counts as like, I'll I'll support them and then move on from there. That's pretty much what goes on. (laughs) They skip to the end and that's it. But to but today this week I'm I'm super excited because we are talking one of my favorite movies of the last ever <laughs> in the fast and the furious <laughs> uh it's been 20 years since this movie's come out we're going to be talking about that and we're having a guest come on for that we're also going to talk about uh just for like a second for a couple minutes we'll be talking about the new movie that came out on disney plus this weekend in luca but before we get to any of that we do have a guest on this week uh we know we couldn't do it without him he figured out really recently that it's not how you stand by your microphone but it's how you record with the microphone we're welcoming my good friend Ryan Mencio to the podcast. What's up, Ryan? How you doing? Hey guys, what's up? Are you excited to be here? I am. This is one of my all-time favorite franchises, so I'm I'm pumped to be talking about the first installment of it. Yeah, and what's what's so exciting? I think it's funny because I've seen. Did we see Fast Five together? We definitely did, saw Fast Five together. So we saw five, six, and seven together. I yes. believe. And then I saw eight with Gabe. Yes, you did. And nine, I'm not seeing with any of you. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Well, I also, the other fun fact about uh, Ryan, I've known you for quite some time now. And um, you actually got me into podcasts in the first place. I think you, you recommended the Bill Simmons podcast. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I think the one that talks about Fast Five. Probably. <laughs> and that's what kind of got me into listening to podcasts and discovering this entire world of podcasts. So I have you to thank for this being what the 28th episode now of our podcast. So he's the culprit of all this. We, we yeah, wouldn't be here today without me. So exactly. I, 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 you'll be the first line in my, uh, you'll be the first thank you in my podcaster, uh, you know, <laughs> <Except life> of... <laughs> speech. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever that happens, which is probably never going to happen. When we when we ever yeah. go to video and win a streamy on YouTube, you'll be the first. You'll tank. Yeah, I'll just have yeah. You'll I could put you on the. I'll just have like a little. I'll put a picture of you in the background if we ever go live. <laughs> just have like a little shrine. I mean, we already okay. created a holiday for you, so you know, <laughs> a while back. That's true. That's true. Well, yeah, I'm excited to have you on here, and it's perfect because the first thing we're gonna talk about is Luca, right? Which is the new movie that came out on Disney Plus this weekend. Right, it's the new Disney Pixar movie. Um, 
released on Disney Plus. I, I, was it also released in theaters? I honestly could not tell. No, you. it went only. It's only in one theater in the entire country. It went full on Disney Plus. Oh, well, that's a choice. I think it's probably because they just want to make sure they can have it compete in the Oscars. But yeah, that's the only reason it's in that theater because it's in it's in LA. Yeah, I can I can imagine, and I, my assumption is that it. I don't know that this is going to be a really big Oscar contender, but uh, we can figure that out. What did you guys think of Luca? I know uh, it was it was basically like touted as Call Me By Your Name, but animated. But um, I don't know that it totally went there or got to anywhere near that level. But um, Gabe, what did you think of this new this newest installment of the Disney Pixar franchise here? Um, you know, I thought it was cute. I think it's fine. I think it's by no means Pixar's worst. Um, but by no means, I think it's Pixar's top 10 either. I think it's very pretty. I think the story is super charming. Um, it's not groundbreaking. Um, it, it is pretty. And I will say it is Call Me By Your Name without the adult stuff from Call Me By Your Name. Um, literally, there's a train scene in the movie. And it's basically the exact frame by frame train scene from Call Me By Your Name. Um, but yeah, I think it's super cute. It's super charming. Um, do I need to see it again maybe if it gets nominated for the oscars next year but it's super cute it's pixar pixar's not a horrible corporation so they give us good movies but yeah i think it's adorable and it's fine now ryan you said that you know gabe's saying he's not going to see it again but you've already seen it four times i will (laughs) probably see it another 25 times for sure Now that's because that's because you have children. So that, that yes. just to be clear, right? We're not, you're not just like someone who's awkwardly watching. Yeah, Luca. I'm not a big giant. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big <laughs> giant Luca fan here. Uh, I liked Luca. It was very enjoyable. Um, it was nice just to watch something new for once. So that was good. Uh, um, but to me, it kind of just felt like a. It did feel like the Little Mermaid, just a young boy version to at times. It was a boy that wanted to not be a mermaid. So that connection always kept popping up in my head but it was funny i like the italian aspect my daughter she loved luca where's luca where's luca where's luca so that was fun yeah i I was thinking about it and it's it's not one of the other disney the disney pixar movies where a lot of the disney pixar movies are fun and enjoyable for kids and then they make the parents cry you know like they, they really cut deep you know, like when the first 10 minutes of up, all of a sudden everyone's crying and the kids are like, oh, look it, there's a balloon. You know, like <laughs> all the adults are like, what is wrong with me? Why do I have to reassess my life while watching this? I didn't think that at all while watching this. You know, it's, no. I thought it was a really cute movie and I thought it was really enjoyable. Uh, I watched it with my, my niece and nephew and, and they loved it, obviously. And I thought that was really one of the things I liked about it. I thought the, the color aspect of it, it was very colorful. The story was a fun story about perseverance and kind of being accepting who you are and i I thought that was fun a bit um but yeah it's not disney's best movie it's not pixar's best i don't think it's their worst either but you know it's definitely not in the conversation for anything super great no not at all yeah disney's best is still better than most people's or disney's worst is still better than most people's best so i i still enjoyed it probably than 90 percent of most kids (laughs) movies i've watched with my daughter so i will say that yeah that's a really good point you're like oh thank god it's something like actually with production value here yeah <laughs> it's true yeah that's a good point I, I you know you don't even think about that like we've we don't i don't watch a lot of animated movies which is easy to say because i don't have kids 
Uh, but I did watch four episodes of Paw Patrol this weekend. So um, <laughs> <laughs> when you get into that, you go, oh, yeah, we can please just get you're, you're probably right. You're like, this is a breath of fresh air, something new point, to add to the rotation. You were comparing with Luca. I'm like, just give Luca the Oscar compared to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would right now. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's quite different than that. Yeah, no, I thought it was fun, though. I think I think it's something I'd recommend. I don't you know, I don't it's a good family movie. You're not going to get blown away by it, but. I mean, in all honesty, I like this better than Soul. I don't know Same. what you guys think. Same, because I was not a fan of Soul or Onward, so I do think it's better than both of those. Yeah. I heard it's good, though, and I need to see it, it because... It's I, about, I like Onward. It's it's about brothers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I know, Ryan, you have a brother. I know your brother. Yes. I've known your brother for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I've considered Longer having him on... Me, probably. Yeah, it's probably by like a, a week, but um, yeah. <laughs> no, I was, it, he's probably going to be on here eventually as well. I'm I'm interested in his takes when we whenever we do our uh, um, hot rod re- retro review, he'll he'll definitely have to be on for that one. <laughs> Maybe Gabe will take a break that week. Yeah, that's that, that, that when I step back. I'll be like, you do what you need to do. <laughs> that, that one will be really good. Uh, yeah. So no, I, I think I thought that was a really fun one. It's it's dropped on uh, Disney Plus already, so you can certainly check that out. I'm sure yep. it'll be good, especially if you have, you know, if you have kids, definitely check it out. Even if you don't have kids, you can check it out. It's a fun it's a fun thing to check out for sure. Um, any other thoughts on on that movie? On any of the, the themes, the characters? Uh, it's fine. It'll get nominated for the Oscar, I think. So I think it'll be a weak year. Um, and it's Pixar, and it's the only Pixar contender. I know Disney has a contender, but yeah. We'll see how it goes later on. Yeah, I think the the funny thing about it is this movie yet again has Maya Rudolph playing an animated mom. Yep. And she she's just going to make her entire career about a, about playing animated moms because she's also <laughs> crushing it as animated moms. Fair. So that just just throwing it out there. Also, <laughs> I thought the funniest thing is my my niece when watching it was I don't remember the character's name, but you know the the older kid who is sixteen for like the fourth time in a row. Uh, I can't remember. Oh yeah, the uh, the bad guy, the, the villain yeah. of the movie, the quote Senor, unquote. They call him Senor Vespa in the beginning. Yeah, that guy. She she knew he was mean right from the very beginning, and I thought that was really cute. Yeah. So, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about with Luca? I'm good. All right, then we'll get into our discussion on uh, the Fast and the Furious in just a second. But first, we're going to take a quick little break. So we're back and we're talking about the Fast and the Furious, the first of. Do you guys actually know what the what the whole franchise is called? Do you guys know what it's called? I know. Fast franchise. The Fast uh, Saga. It's the Fast Saga. Wow. Yeah, they gave it the Fast Saga, not the, just the Fast franchise or the Fast Family, but the Fast Saga. Technically, actually, F nine is now F nine colon the Fast Saga. They like just changed it recently. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, The Fast and the Furious, the movie that started it all. Uh, this came out actually 20 years ago. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, when it comes out, 20 years ago today, uh, which is June 22nd of 2001. It came out with, uh, I think, budget was $39 million, $38 million, and it made $207 million. Caused a bunch of, you know, street racing. Uh, <laughs> amongst every single person across the country. Street racing kind of exploded after this movie. I remember playing some different games that were all about street racing. And then 
Um, also seeing everybody deciding to try to modify their car, but the only thing they could afford is a new muffler. So they put on a new like exhaust system, like a new muffler that made their cars really loud and then put some fake stickers on it. That was pretty much my experience with <laughs> how this movie impacted people. But <laughs> I I'm completely sure... agree. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you guys could agree to that one. Um, but this is the movie about a Los Angeles street racer in Dominic Toretto who falls under the suspicion of the LAPD as a string of high-speed electronic truck robberies rock the area. Brian O'Connor, an officer with the LAPD, joins the ranks of Toretto's highly skilled racing crew undercover to convince Toretto, uh, to convict him, rather. O'Connor finds himself both enamored with the world and in love with Toretto's sister, Mia, as the uh, as a rival racing and crew gain strength o'connor must decide now where his loyalty lies so your classic go undercover fall in love stockholm syndrome type situation going on here in this film so um it's been 20 years since this movie's come out we've it's been 20 years we've had now 10 films in the franchise we've had uh some spin-off film we had a, a spin-off film a spin-off tv series we actually have two spin-off two additional spin-off series coming out Eventually, we have a theme park ride, a traveling stunt show, and it's one of the most iconic things in American culture today. What, to you guys, I just, I'm just curious, what is it about this, the whole Fast Saga, the entire experience of it, that makes it so loved by so many people and such an epic like thing that we're all obsessed with? Gabe, what do you think? Families and Corona. That's my answer. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't, you know, it's interesting because you know me, you know, this is not the type of movie that I like, but I am mm. obsessed with um, the fast saga. Um, I don't know. I think they're just, I, I, I love when movies know exactly what they are. And at this point, this series knows exactly what it is. It's just cheese in a bottle just flying cars, submarines, magnetic planes that we're going to get this week. And it's just fun. It's just fun. And it started out, we're talking about the first one, it started out with something that was big in the 90s and the 2000s, which was street racing. It was cars. You know, we were all obsessed with cars. Even I am not the definition of somebody who knows about cars, but I grew up in a family where my cousins were really obsessed with cars. Um, so, you know, it was just fun and entertaining and here in Puerto Rico race culture and car culture is really big so I grew up in that realm of the early 2000s um it's just fun and ridiculous and actually pretty good because I actually do think some of these movies are actually good um and I don't know 20 years later you know they're still coming out and we're talking about them Ryan what do you what do you think it drives people to to this series I think well no matter what in every movie movie especially i'd say from like five on you just see something you've never seen before like you see a bank vault being tugged along by two cars through the streets of rio i think uh six is that the one with the, the giant airplane that goes forever but i think there's a scene too where vin like catches letty in the air like a superhero like yeah just, that's what he, that's what he gets to the out, superhero level they just keep out doing each other and just something you've never seen before and then i like the family aspect i really like just they're a family it's always like a group of different ethnicities and cultures and they're they're in their family that's the part too that ultimately draws me to to keep watching yeah i mean ultimately he, he doesn't have friends 
he's got family. You know, that's that's what it all comes down to. And I think, yep. you know, it's it's super you're right. It's super fun. The escalation of it just keeps going. I mean, you, you talked about from five, five, they're dragging vaults around uh, Rio. The Then you have the tank in the forever runway. And then mm-hmm. what is it? In, right. in, in seven is. Uh, oh, man, I, I, I just blanked on the part. In, oh, the, in, in seven, uh, uh, a parking garage falls that's on top. You... That's when they go between buildings. They jump across buildings. Remember in. Uh, in Dubai? Dubai? Not, no, it's yes. not Dubai. It's uh, oh. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Because they, they couldn't apparently afford Dubai. They also <laughs> parachute. Know. Is that the one they parachute yeah. out? <laughs> they parachute cars? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the cars don't fly, Dom. Cars don't fly. Um, <laughs> and then in Fast now 8. Now they're going to space, I think. Yeah. yeah. Fast 8, they're fighting a submarine with cars. And then they go to space in 9. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> this it's, it's what it's it's exciting to see where they're going to go with it next. And I think what's really great about this whole series. And I think the thing that makes it really fun is the, you could tell that the actors are having a great time. Mm-hmm. You could just tell they lean into it. They know the joke kind of, they lean into it and have a great time. Um, I was watching an interview a few years back, probably like five, six years back of the Graham Norton show. And Helen Mirren was on the Graham Norton show. This is pre Helen. This is pre furious seven so this is for the seventh one when she appeared and she's like i would love to be in that series she's like it's not acting you're not acting in these movies you just go and you have fun and she's like i would love to be in it and i think that's where they kind of got the idea of like let's get helen mirren to be in this she's an academy award winner why not just add her to this series that would be fantastic you know i think the they're fun they're fun movies for sure every see every movie has some sort of race Every movie has some sort of party, and they want you to be a part of it. And I think that's what makes them so much fun to me. I mean, we went on the the Furious, the Fast and Furious ride at Universal Studios. Oh God, um, Ryan, have you ever been to Universal? I have, but I did not go. I went to the Island Adventure. I did not go to the the one you went to. I forget the name. The other side, which is Hollywood yeah. Studios or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you missed out on the Fast and Furious adventure or whatever it's called. Yeah, I had one. I had one day, so I had to choose. That's fair. That's fair. You chose the right side. I mean, you chose the side with Spider Man because I know you're. I did not go on the Spider. You didn't go on the Spider Man ride either. No, I went. What did you do? I went on. I went on Harry Potter the castle ride, Mm -hmm. and then I remember I went on the Hulk, and I got the worst headache of my life because as you get older, it's just much harder to go on roller coaster. I don't agree. so I had to tap out after the Hulk so to be fair I had the exact same experience on the Hulk the line is just so loud too that you were just waiting in line and it's just pounding music and then you get on it and it just slams yeah. right around so yeah my head was killing me after yeah. that one but the Fast and Furious I, ride is I was dead the Fast and Furious ride is so much fun because what it is actually they're inviting you to a party the whole time you're like we're going to a party and then while you're at the party uh what's the guy owen shaw shows owen up shaw, yep. he shows up and tries to like break it down and like <laughs> to like fight you guys and then also the rock is there just like way overacting which is like perfect and you it, you just have such a fun time uh so i mean it, it's it's what makes these movies so much fun they've they've aged kind of interestingly i will say i don't think they've aged all all, all perfect but it's interesting to see also how the stakes have increased from stealing you know truckloads of dvd players to (laughs) you know to try to stop nuclear weapons from going off like it's pretty epic it's it's yeah they're about the same thing i don't know (laughs) 
it's pretty it's pretty outlandish but i absolutely absolutely love it now going back to the original because we're going to talk we're going to mainly try to focus on the original i'm sure we'll talk about we'll throw in interjections of the other films in the franchise but the original came out 20 years ago this week which is just insane to think about to me i mean it i it's it's amazing the things that were like it's it's amazing that it's 20 years old and it's still going on with the same people um i think that's quite amazing now I know that we all really like this film. That's why we're talking about it. That's why I had Ryan on that Gabe and I wanted to do this for a while. Um, what is it to you guys that like, you know, what are your memories of this film? What's something that like, you know, when it comes on TV or whatever you, you flip through, you find it. What is it about this movie that you, you get excited to see it each time? Gabe, what do you, what do you think it is that, you know, your earliest memory of this movie or whatever it is about it that you just love? Um, two things. When I see the first one specifically, um, I was in eighth grade when it came out, I believe. So I remember going to over, over the summer, seeing it with my friends from school. So I remember that. I remember our, I don't remember, you know, like the exact same thing we did, but I remember the excitement of seeing it together. Like I said at the beginning, um, this movie was a bonding kind of thing and experience for me and my cousins. Um, so that's what I think of when I see the first one. It's just... <laughs> Oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Family. That's what I think of when I see this first <laughs> yes. movie. Because it really just brought my cousins and I together. And that's like when we, we talked about cars and we all got into cars and this and that. And they were teaching me about cars. Because again, I knew nothing about cars. So yeah, family. <laughs> I hate myself so much right now. <laughs> Ryan, what's your earliest memory of it? I mean, I was in, I was a freshman in high school, I think, when this came out. So obviously this was very important to everybody. I'm also, I'm not a car guy at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I feel like I like this one. I definitely, I, I think when, where this series took me, I think The Rock brought it to a whole new level for the most part for me. Oh, yeah. Um, but one, I don't know, just, just Dom's. I mean, it's it's obviously a remake of an older movie. I think we're going to talk about later, but um, just his magnetism and how he just gets everyone to join the group. I I don't know. I don't even I relate to my life really, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like gr- growing up where we grew up. Like it's not like uh, we had a, yeah. a lot of street racing culture that was going on throughout. No. You know, Wolcott, Connecticut. It, it wasn't really a big street racing community. Uh, but you're you're right though. Like the Dom Dom is one of these characters that's really like super magnetic, and you know we'll, we'll talk about the, the remake of it in a, in a little bit. But uh, he definitely brought me to this franchise. I mean, he's, he's such a great character, and uh, they just became they were such big pieces of pop culture. I know I didn't see this in theaters. I know I didn't see this in theaters. I didn't actually see any of the, I think the first four in theaters. If I'm being honest, oh. uh, I it wasn't. I mean, it really. I wasn't going to the movies a lot in 2001. Um, I, I really wasn't planning on going a lot at that time, but I remember the the earliest memory I have of the whole franchise is actually with Too Fast, Too Furious, the the sequel, and going to the mall in Waterbury, and they have like ticket. They have like these paper signs that said, "All showings for Too Fast, Too Furious are sold out," and they had to like post them all over the mall because that's where the theater was, and we couldn't. And it was packed because people wanted to go see this movie. And uh, then after, you know, trying to leave them all that day, everybody's like burning out in the, in the parking lot. So like, that's, that was my experience <laughs> with it. Um, I thought that was pretty funny, but that, that's like some of my earliest memories with it. But I, I, 
I just love this franchise. I think it's just such a funny thing to just watch and experience. The the line reading is hilarious. By no means are any of these people good actors in, in these movies. Um, the, it's, it's hilarious to quote. Uh, Gabe and I have quoted this a million times to each other to the, to the point where it really annoys Kayla. Uh, but I don't really care because it's fun. Uh, yeah, it's just. Which only it's, makes you it? do it more then. Exactly. Yeah, it just it just it just encourages me even more. Um, I don't know. There's there's something about it. You know, from every time each each street race is just exciting in the movie. I mean the the lines of the, of the first street race, you know, are pretty epic. They're they're so stupid, but like you love them because there's these little nuggets of life lessons that Dominic Toretto is trying to impart on all of us. Uh, whether or not we we choose to live by them is a different <laughs> whole idea. We'll talk about that a little bit, but. I think it comes down to the characters and that's what I wanted to start with here. Um, so right off the bat, we'll talk about each of the, some of the characters and their performances. The, the central character to this franchise, you know, although for a couple of the movies, you know, it, like the first and the second, Brian is kind of the main character ish, but really the character that's the most important character in the entire franchise is Dominic Toretto. You know, Vin Diesel came in and played this character and you know, it was gone for the second and third movies because, well, the second one, he said the script sucked, so he didn't want to do it. And then the third one, he's like, the script sucks, so I don't want to do this. But came back for a cameo and then came back in for the fourth one, which was like the first time he ever came back for a sequel, actually, too, at the time. Uh, I, I was funny. I was watching an interview with uh, Vin Diesel, and he said he didn't want to come back for any of the sequels. They didn't. He didn't want to do a sequel because at the time in 2001 sequels were always like really bad and you didn't want to make a franchise. Like that was always the death of like the original movie. Now it's like everything is a sequel. So he was totally wrong on that one, but let's talk about Dom. What Dom is just this, this apex character. You know, he is, he is Dominic Toretto. You know, he's, he's the character he's Dom, you know, he's, he's such a, a brilliant, brilliant character. Um, what is it about him? Ryan, what's, what is it about Dom that you just want to hang out with him? You want to you want to follow him. He just has like everything. He has a motto for everything, or a, like a, a speech for everything, like prepared no matter what. So you're just like you're listening to the speech and just ready to go through a wall for him at all times. Like find a car for him. That I was I was like I wouldn't do that. Like <laughs> you, yeah. you just beat me in a race. My car burned up. Like why am I gonna help you build a car? But he does because he's he's magnetic. He's Dom Toretto. So um, I just follow him through the depths of hell if I had to. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's, you know, between his shaved head and chiseled physique, you know, you just you just look at him. He's also quite good looking and just magnetic and shows up with his leather jacket. And you're like, mm-hmm. this, this, <laughs> this guy's cool. He's just he's just the epitome of cool. And you you start to follow him. Gabe, what is it about him that, you know, is so attractive to you? Um, Ryan said it. He's just magnetic. He's that one friend that you would always, he's that one person that everybody would gravitate towards at a high school party. Um, you know, he's that friend that, that person that'll be just like, call you out on something, but still protect you if you had a bully behind you. Um, and, and there's something about him that's just so like grand and, and, and just like, come to me, come to me. And I think that he's that person. And I think, um, Vin Diesel, I mean, he's also like eight feet tall and buff as AF. So of course you'll feel protected, but there's something about him that he's not, 
I don't think he's intimidating in a bad way. Uh, and that's, he just feels warm. So, you know, Dom is just that person that you just gravitate towards at a party. Um, I just want to bring this up real quick. You, you mentioned that Vin Diesel's eight feet tall. Um, Vin Diesel is not eight feet tall. <laughs> I want to be very clear. And I specifically bring this up because, uh, there's this running joke that Vin Diesel is actually quite short. He's listed at six foot, but, um, we don't think he's six foot and he's actually five eleven. Uh, specifically, I bring this up for the scene in fast six, fast five, you know, when him and, uh, Dwayne, the rock Johnson go head to head. Do you guys remember this scene? Yeah. When they, they face off to fight. Well, they're, they're literally eye to eye while doing this. Okay. Vin Diesel's five eleven, and Dwayne, the rock Johnson is six, five. Um, so if they're eye to eye, then that means that Vin Diesel has to stand on a box. So I just love to see that in the filming when they're like, when he's just standing up on a box to see eye to eye. Just, sorry, just, I know that's a quick aside, but I, I just think that's a hilarious moment in the, in the whole filming. I would love to be there for that day of shooting, but no, Dominic Toretto, he's, he's just the, he's just a character that just exudes confidence. You know, he gets out of the, he gets out of his car and all of a sudden everybody's giving him a high five. Everybody knows who Dominic Toretto mm -hmm. is. Um, you know, he's the guy who had the, the picnic at his house where everybody was invited. He's welcoming to everybody. He creates family. He exudes that sort of aspect of taking care of everybody. And I think that's one of the things that makes him so just like loved. I mean, you have the, the other people in his crew that are literally like in love with him. You know, like Vince loves Dom. He's like literally in love with him. He like comes over and gives him a kiss on his forehead. Like while he's coming back to, to dinner, it's like, it's this weird magnetism that Dom has, you know, and, I think what really works in the series too is because Dom is so magnetic, you can also see Brian uh, being so drawn towards him. And Brian is such an interesting character too, because he's so different from Dom. Uh, Brian O'Connor or Brian Earl Spilner, as he's known in the beginning of the movie, uh, who as we're very well known right from the very beginning, is not a serial killer. Um, just want to be very clear with that. Um, Brian played by Paul Walker is such a different character. He's got spaghetti noodles for hair. Um, very, I think he's a different, different, like total physique as well. And just a completely different character. Um, what do you guys, what, what do you like about Brian? What makes Brian some, a character that sticks around for so long and actually becomes the head of too fast, too furious. And you know, these other movies, what, what about Brian? Is it that is such makes him such a compelling character as well, Gabe? He is the all American boy. He has that two thousands boy band bleach curls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, he's the all American boy. He's the guy that he. Now that I look at it, this movie is filled with high school tropes. He is the guy that Vin Diesel defended and just molded and became his best friend. And he's like us. He's like me. I can be that guy. I can have the cool guy root for me and have my back, and I can become part of the cool kid circle. So that's why I think Brian is just so like cool and you know and we see him struggle we see him want the approval of dom and i think that's very relatable for a lot of people um but i think you know all american boy long curls 2000s boy bleach hair so of course he was gonna make it big now ryan you bleached your hair at one point if i'm <laughs> correct in saying that <laughs> it was not it was not that blonde so was this inspired by brian o'connor I mean, men want to look like him. Women want to sleep with him. So I'm not going to say yes. I'm not going to say no. 
<laughs> I, I, you know, Brian's such an interesting character there. And, you know, I think Paul Walker plays him very well. I think it's the perfect character for Paul Walker and the Paul Walker type. Um, this is what Paul Walker just basically bases his entire career on is playing this type of character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the failed police officer, because ultimately that's what he becomes just a, a terrible police officer. <laughs> um, but the other, some of the other characters in this supporting cast uh, are interesting as well. We have Mia, uh, played by Jordana Brewster, who, as noted, is such a terrific actress. Um, <laughs> she's sorry, I can't even get through that without laughing. Uh, yeah, Jordana Brewster, uh, who was I think twenty when making this film. So we have Mia. Um, any thoughts on Mia? Anyone want you want any ideas about Mia and her character? And she serves in the tuna sandwich. Well, she looks good. <laughs> I think that were basically the qualifications for this casting. You just have to look good, figure out how sure, to serve Tuna. a tuna sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Her character doesn't really do much. Her, she, her character doesn't ever evolve either. Never. That's kind of one of the problems. I'm interested what she's going to do in the in the new one because, like, her character doesn't change really much. She's still just always like, uh, Dom, I always don't feel do bad. That. She, she got written out of, like, eight, essentially, because... Um, Paul Walker died, I feel like. So she was just thrown out of the series for eight because <laughs> he died. Yeah, but surprisingly... Like it, but also, how are you going to keep her there, too? But Yeah, surprisingly, I didn't really miss her, though. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't know if that's rude, but, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't really miss... She wasn't really in Seven much, either. I think she was, like, there at the beginning, like, I've got my kid, and we're going to play with cars and stay yep. out of it. So, I mean, she doesn't really do that much. Unlike Letty. Uh, Letty Ortiz is the other character in this who I I really like Letty's character. I think she is actually probably one of the, the most well-written characters, I'd say. Uh, I think that they've, they did a lot of work to change her characterization as well. Um, Michelle Rodriguez plays Letty in this. And, and actually, I, I believe I, I saw an interview recently where she was saying that in, when she was cast as Letty, that she, she actually went into the writers and said, "You need to change this character because this character is not a trophy girlfriend for Dom. That's not what this character is. This character needs to have purpose. This character needs to be badass. This character needs to have like power and be strong." And they rewrote the entire character for her. And I think that matches really well up with Michelle Rodriguez as well as just like an actress. Uh, I think it's it's such an interesting character. Um, Ryan, what do you think about Letty? Um, I didn't know that, but she did that. That's awesome. Um, she's, she's definitely there. I think she's the perfect, like, zing to Zang to yin and yang, whatever, to uh, Dom, because he's tough. He needs someone tough to keep him in line. Yeah, that, and she is, she is exactly that. You know, the when Dom's freaking out at the house right after the he gets back from you know, being chased by the cops. She's, he's like, I'm going to go hang out with my guests. And she's like, no, why don't you go upstairs and give me a massage? And he's like, no, but I'm going to do, it. no, I think you should do this. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go do that. Gabe, what do you think of <laughs> Um, She remembers everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to throw that line out there. That's Fast the worst. Seven. That's the, it's the worst line. In, no, she, oh God. Yeah, it is. Um, Ryan said it. I think she, she's, she is the female Dom. You know, I think she, if, if, if she were to have the, if the movie were centered around her, 
completely she would be the female dom and i think she's you know she's kick-ass michelle rodriguez has made her career of literally playing the same character in every single movie like she is one actress who plays just the exact same character with a different name in every movie um but i think she's you know she you need her there i love having a kick-ass woman in in this um a regular in the film um and i think you know i michelle rodriguez is the last person i think of as a good actress but I think she has become Letty very well and she plays yeah. her really cool. So I really do like what she does with Letty and I think Letty is very necessary in the movies. I think that the character of Letty is growing quite a lot. I think they've done a lot of work with her too. I like though that at the beginning they, she really did try to make it an effort to change the characterization of Letty because you know I think in, after the first race actually Dom says, my trophy and picks her up right but before the race she shows up and like actually growls at some girls and tells them to leave before she um uh makes tread marks on their face you know like she <laughs> and, and you know she, she'll do it too i mean later on in the movie you know there's a fight there's the fight between johnny and dom right where they're fighting and then uh lance runs up there like you know johnny trans uh cousin runs up there and what happens is Letty just punch or she punches him right in the face, you know, just like knocks him out. Like that's the character you want. That's the type of girlfriend that Dominic Toretto needs. You know, mm-hmm. someone who's going to punch you in the face as hard as they possibly can. And she's perfect at it. She's the real, you're, you're Brian. You said it exactly. She is the yin to uh, Dom's yang. You know, yeah. it's, it's perfect. I also like that. One of the things they chose to do uh, with the character is they also chose to change her car. Her car was actually supposed to be a much more quote unquote girly car. And she's like, no, I don't, I don't want a girly car. And they made it much more like badass car. Like it was supposed to be like some weird, like sport BMW type car, but she's like, no, I want, you know, something more badass. So she went with that type of a car too. So I just think her character is really cool. And I'm glad, I'm glad that they're really trying to change that character and add more depth to her and make her a little bit better character. Um, because I think she's she's an essential part of this. I think she's definitely the the best female character in the whole series, and you know something that I think is is really fun. Now we'll move on to the other characters here. We have Not a lot of Gina other... Carano. No, no. <laughs> Talking about really great actresses. Uh... <laughs> oh, oh, I misunderstood. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, Gina <laughs> Carano's character is she she has like just this face. She just has you know, this, this dead pan look on her face all the time. That fight though, they have one of the best fights of they anything do. in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Of the whole series. Their yes. fight is epically good. Yep. The, they would both be dead by the way, during that fight. <laughs> what, is it that that's where they're in? That's in six when they, in I think the airplane. they, yes. right. no, no, not that one. I'm talking about in the subway. Oh, in the, the subway. subway yeah. yeah. You know where they, they, they collide with each other, throw each other over a railing and then fall down a flight of like 15 stairs. Yep. And they both just get up? No, I'm sorry. That's probably not going to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I want to round out the rest of the crew. First, uh, we have Vince, Leon, and Jesse. Now, Vince has been best friends with um, Dom since the third grade. He makes it very clear that he's been friends since the third grade. And then Leon and Jesse just kind of like show up. Right. What are your thoughts on these characters? Okay, what do you what do you think about these three characters? You know, the forgotten three, oh, they are the forgotten ones. Um, Cause I not, literally forget. None more so than Leon. Leon is Leon is the exactly. most forgotten. Everybody, if you don't know, Leon is yeah. the character that shows up and then is gone for the and rest of the series. Yep. Cause at least Jesse, 
Here I go. At least Jesse dies in this one, and Vince is brought back in five. So yeah. at least we get that. But Leon completely disappeared. He's hiding somewhere in the witness protection program. He's probably still like being chased by someone. <laughs> um, so I have no idea. But yeah, that trio is interesting. Um, give me Leon in ten, three, eleven. Come on, bring him back. Brian, what do you think of these characters? These other, uh, the rest of the crew. They're obviously guys like Jesse's the tech guy, Vince is the tough guy, Leon is the nothing guy, but <laughs> that's that's basically their purpose. But I like them. I think they they don't have to hit home runs; they hit doubles, singles. It's fine. Yeah, they they round up the rest <laughs> of the bench. You know, that's that's basically what they're there for. Now, I I do have to say, right off the bat, Vince was right. By the way, Vince is totally right. He calls he calls uh, Brian a cop. He knows he's a cop. He smells it right from the very beginning. He moans he hates... like a cop. <laughs> yeah. he... <laughs> he, ha- he hates Brian for, for all good reasons because he knows he's a cop. And he's totally right. And, you know, we don't ever get that redemption for it. We, we kind of do in the end uh, in, in Fast Five. But, um, you know, he, he, he also, um, yeah. It... Vince, Vince dies to prove all that. But yeah. Yeah, you know, he, he pays the yeah, ultimate sacrifice, yeah. unfortunately, to just prove that he was right, ultimately. He even names his son after Dom, which is, mm. like, you know, the ultimate, like, respect to Dom, too. Do you, do you remember that? He names his, like, oh, it's little Dom. It's like, okay, that's a bit <laughs> weird. Um, gotta love Jesse, though. You know, you, you gotta you gotta like that character. I'm a, I do like him a lot. I think what they decided is they just had too many uh, white people in this movie, so they just like erased a bunch of them when they went into the later <laughs> films. <laughs> just a thought. Um, I, I agree. <laughs> and then we have uh, our 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 villain in this, our, our quote-unquote villain, because actually we don't really know who the real villain is in this movie, but the villain, quote-unquote, is Johnny Tran, who is the, the Vietnamese gang leader or, or gang member i guess or i don't know really know what his role is his actual purpose but it's johnny tran who is just basically hates dom because he had a business deal that went south and then also dom slept with his sister so that doesn't really work out um i like johnny tran i think he's a good character i think he's actually i I think it's underserved i think he could have been a lot better of a character but i think it's a little bit of a wasted talent there what do you what do you think about that ryan Yeah, I mean, they didn't give him time. Obviously, like, figuring out who stole the DVD players was the the mystery of it. Um, and that's his number one purpose is to try to make you doubt Dom. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I do wish if they gave you a little more, like, maybe just what his family life was like, life was like and why he was so angry. We might have liked him more, feared him more. I don't, I don't know. That's it was missing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he just he just kind of shows up and then like shoots up the car. Yeah. And we don't really That's know it. why. Yeah. We don't know why he does yeah. what he does, but just cause cuz he slept with his sister. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, that that is that is a pretty that that could be reason to shoot up your car, you know. <laughs> I will say this. I think out of Johnny and Lance, the most memorable out of those two are the snake print pants. <laughs> I was going to bring those up. <laughs> yeah. You got to remember the snake print pants. That's Lance. Lance is Lance is a good character. I think that character is done. <laughs> He's played by Reggie Lee, who is just going for it in this movie, by the way. Yeah. I don't think he blinks. 
No, it's no, a good point. I didn't think about that. I just rewatched this today, and he's just his eyes are just open the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> I love his. Uh, you know when when he throws it to, him, he's like, "What do you think about that, Lance?" He just goes, "It's an amazing machine." <laughs> like <laughs> you're just like, "What is this? What is wrong with this guy?" And you just see this guy's this guy's unhinged. You know that guy. That guy is the guy who's the crazy one. Okay, yeah. you think you know you've got we like Dom has. Vince, okay, who is definitely crazy and you know willing to fight, but Lance isn't just gonna fight you. He's gonna cut your like tongue out, and then he's gonna like start slicing you <laughs> apart. You know, he's he's a crazy guy. Lance yeah. is definitely crazy. Also, gotta love the takedown of Lance in the in the SWAT pickup. You know, do you remember that when like Lance is running out of the the restaurant and the dude just like basically yeah. choke slams him, takes him off of his feet, his feet go above his head, and he choke slams him onto the ground. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I I do like Lance for some reason. I'm I'm a big fan of him. <laughs> the other two characters, only two other characters, I want to bring up real quickly before we move on. Um, but they're 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 Edwin. Do you guys know who Edwin is? Oh yeah, Ja Rule. That's Ja Rule. <laughs> Manage, baby, Manage. <laughs> what a what a like a quick like he's in it for I think all of maybe five minutes of the movie. But he just like steals that entire scene. He does the song at the end, I think, too, doesn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, he does. He, yeah, he does do a couple songs in the movie. I think yeah, he has the song at the end. But like beyond that, you know, he he does have what a what a memorable for performance he's got there. You know, he has the the horrible drag race where he comes in last place, <laughs> <laughs> loses not only the extra girl that he was going to get for winning the race, but he also loses Monica. He doesn't get his menage. Justice for Edwin. Monica. Monica. Menage. <laughs> oh, God. It's, oh. oh, yeah. But he, he delivers a, a fun performance. I, I heard, though, that like what really sucks for him is they were supposed to build that character out to like make him a big part in like the franchise, but he just pissed off the wrong person, I guess, mm. and just like then they I replaced feel- he, I think he would have been like the tech guy, maybe. I think he would have been on this guy's character at some point, maybe. Like ludicrous, ludicrous. I think he feel he feels like the he feels like he would have been like the ludicrous kind of character. But I think I'm so glad that they course corrected with ludicrous because he is fantastic in yeah. this franchise. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that was a much better. Ludicrous choice. just has that like dry sense of humor. Yeah, and also Ja Rule. Also, I say I feel bad because at the exact same time that Ja Rule fell out of this movie, he fell out of the music industry as well, and we just like never heard from him again. <laughs> <laughs> is he doing anything? Does anyone know what Ja Rule's been up to? Uh, he did uh, Fire Festival, I think. Oh, oh he was one of the <laughs> Fire Festival. He you did. did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's making really great choices in his life. Yes. It's, it's, <laughs> it's coming out good for him. The, the last character I want to talk about is uh, a much forgotten character, but a, a very important character for a, a very important reason. And that's the character of Hector. Now Hector's played by Noel Guglielmi. I'm gonna say Guglielmi. Sorry, Noel uh, or Noel. Um, but well, it's funny because Hector says in the movie, he says, "My name's Hector. I got a last name too, but I can't pronounce it." So it kind of fits here. Also, ironically, for a while, Noel went by Noel G instead of his full last name. So he did also have just an abbreviated last name for a while. Now. The only reason I want to bring up Hector is because Hector shows up in the seventh movie for a hot second. 
but Hector as a character and as a, the actor who plays him, um, Noel G plays uh, Hector in eight different movies. And I have this theory that there is this greater Hector universe of all of these movies that all happen in the same exact universe where Noel G is just <laughs> playing the same character in all of these different movies. And they're all somehow connected. Now, I went I went a little bit step further than this. I also decided that, you know, if he does if he's playing an unnamed character, like in a lot of movies he's playing like gang member number 1 or like drug dealer number 2 or something like that or like security guard. I've decided that character's name is Hector, so we have a bunch <laughs> of movies that uh I'm going to read off a bunch of movies that are all part of the same verse. They all take place in the same place. Um actually there's some TV shows here. So all of these things take place in the same universe. The X-Files. The Animal. Do you guys remember that one with Rob Schneider? Rob Schneider. Doing yep. animal? Yes. Old School. SWAT. Crank. The Bucket List. The Dark Knight Rises. Hope Cafe. Ghetto Busters. Fresh Off the Boat. The Cleaner. Misery Men. And Three Solitude. All of those movies, I'm sure you've heard of like half of them, but all of those movies apparently take place in the same universe. I think there's a, a, a good part to this. I mean, it's funny because have you guys ever seen the show Fresh Off the Boat? Um, yeah, it's you Constance, Constance Wu's show, right? Yeah, it's a show. It's on ABC. I watch it on Hulu now. It's uh, mm-hmm. a Constance Wu is in it, and uh, uh, I, I, got, uh, I forgot his name. I feel really bad. Um, but it's a, it's a really funny show. But it's funny because Hector is in that show as a cook, and it takes place in the 90s. And there's a scene in one of it where he has to he actually buys – uh, a, a street car like a, a, a street racing car there's a scene in it where he buys a street racing car and i think it's very similar to the one that's in this movie so i think there's a lot of water to this theory that they are all somehow connected connected there you go that's how he got his start he bought his boat bought his car and fresh off the boat and then he went to la and raced it in fast and furious and then he <laughs> went off to go be a part of the x-files for some reason and then he went to college in old school and then so yeah, wait, the bus, is that the one with Morgan Freeman and who's in that one? Yeah, the that's the bucket list you're talking about. Yeah, Morgan. So Freeman then Morgan and... Freeman's in the bucket list, but then he's making tech for the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, so there's some. There this could go on forever. Yeah, so he's actually retired. That's that's what he does. That's what Fox does after he retires. He doesn't get a pension from the from the Wayne Industries, and then now has to rob this. You know. <laughs> yeah, it makes and Jason Statham is in Crank. Oh. So, if you ever hear see Crank? No, no you guys I've never seen, seen Crank. That's the one where he uh, gets injected with a poison that he has to have his adrenaline up at a certain level, otherwise he yeah, dies. Yeah, he can't stop. But then he's he's uh, Shaw. I forget his first name. A Deckard. Shaw. Deckard, Deckard Shaw. Shaw. I know because it's a ridiculous name. So, like, yeah, <laughs> that, that makes sense. Uh, this could go on forever, the Hectorverse. Yeah. Yeah, the heck! I'm, I'm telling you, it's a thing. Well, what makes it even better is the three movies he has coming out this year or the next two years. Three of them, he's called Hector in it by name. He's actually called Hector. That is his okay. actual character's name in three movies coming out. Now, of all the, of, you know, we have our series. I mean, all the people from this series, you know, from uh, the Fast and the Furious, and we talked about all the different characters there. Um, but of all of the characters in the Fast Saga, we, you know, we have such great characters that come in later on. What do you think are what's who's your favorite character that comes into the franchise that really like completes a movie or just you know is one of the characters you absolutely love? Give me 
give me one. We'll just go with one each for now, and then we'll, we'll we'll circle back if we have similarities or anything. So, Gabe, who's your favorite character that's added to the franchise? Um, Jason Statham, Shaw. I think he is. He's my favorite. Um, I've always liked him. I'm not a fan of action films, but his I like, um, and I just think he's cool. He has that swagger that I like. Um, so I I love him. Yeah, I love how he kills a bunch of people, and then they're all like, "Oh, it's okay. We'll just uh, bring you back." <laughs> I his his arc is really strange to me. Steve, this is part of the plan. They're collecting family because the eleventh one is going to be bombastic. Y- yeah, yeah. I, I'm still I'm still confused about his character and like how he was so quickly brought into the fold. Ryan, what about you? Who's your yeah, favorite character? That's Paul- Sorry. I think Paul Walker's death is what ultimately like just makes everything after like six and a half confusing. Like they had to just go different routes and make Jason Statham a good guy and all that stuff. But yeah, that definitely, that definitely brought a, a huge riff in the, the thing. Uh, but who, who's your favorite character that they add post one? I think I have to go with Han. Han's my guy, which is why I can't forgive Jason Statham for, <laughs> but but apparently he's alive because if you saw the trailer for nine he's alive so i'm very happy that he is back i love han yeah um but i think the rock i know i'm not only supposed to pick one but the rock brought this series to another level ultimately i think that's when this that's when he got super swole shaved his head grew the goatee in fast five and just i was like i'm seeing this movie just for that like Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, so. you're right. I, I, you know, I think you're you're totally right with that. I mean, with with on both accounts there. I think Han is such a great character, and he's so popular that they actually rewrote five, six, five, six, and technically seven, so that they're all or five and six, so that they're prequels to three, which mm-hmm. is which is hilarious. Only so they can have this character in it. That's how iconic yes. he is, and he's so popular. They had to bring him back from the dead. Mm-hmm. So, like, of course, that's such a great character. And you're right, though. Bringing in Hobbs, bringing in The Rock, took this to a completely different level. That This went from being a, a low-stakes action film about, you know, just people street racing and things like that to a worldwide global action series. And, you know, his muscles and the the baby oil that he brought to set, you know, just changed the whole thing. I mean, Dom was always a big guy, you know, Vin Diesel was always pretty jacked, but you know, when you put him up against, when you have him standing opposite the rock, you have to put on more muscle. So it, it elevates that to the next level there. And you're, you're yep. totally right. He, he just brings it. He changes it completely. Now he's not my pick for it's my like favorite award for muscles. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you, you also have the, you have the rock adding more of the ridiculous to this as well. You mm-hmm. know, like where he, what is it? He, he grabs a torpedo in fear in the fate of the furious, right? Where he grabs a torpedo on the ice and just like throws it. You know, it's ridiculous. You know, it's it's so he stops stupid. Stops a helicopter and hops in Shaw. Oh yeah, he he, <laughs> oh, he he holds it with he he pulls down a helicopter, which is not how that works at all. But like he does it. You know, those all seem like logical things to me with his muscles. So I mean, I was fine with it. That makes sense. That makes sense. My favorite. I personally character- liked in five when he was just like. Do you need anything else, or do you need anything else from me? And he goes, "Yeah, get the fuck out of my way." <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, that that's that character is established perfectly as a badass character, right from the mm-hmm. very very beginning. Yep. He wears a shirt that's four times too small. 
Uh, he's <laughs> already sweating off the plane. You know, it's perfect. You know, he's an absolutely perfect character. Um, but my favorite character that's added to the whole series is Roman Pierce. It starts in the second one. Uh, I have, the second one has a special place in my heart for no reason whatsoever. I just love him. Uh, we get the Barstow baby coming around. And, uh, you know, Roman Pierce, uh, played by Tyrese, he plays the same character in a lot of things he's been doing. But, you know, I don't care because that character is fantastic. He adds the comedy that was kind of missing. You have some, like, haha moments occasionally. Like, oh, that's, I guess, funny. But, like, it's funny because they're leaning into it a little bit. Like, you know... This, the first one is not funny. I don't think it's there's moments when you're like, this is really funny. It's only funny because some of the acting is pretty bad and the story's you know cheesy. Mm-hmm. But he adds comedy. He adds uh, uh, this completely different level. And you are laughing openly, outwardly laughing at his character throughout the entire franchise. You know, whether it's in the second movie when he steals the, guy, the cop's lunch and he starts just eating it, you know, <laughs> or in what is, I think the sixth one is probably the sixth one, he has one of the best moments when he, when they're trying to go through the debrief of like what's going to happen and when they got to catch, you know, Owen Shaw and all this stuff. And they're trying to be serious mm-hmm. and he's like begging people for quarters so he can buy stuff in the vending machine. <laughs> Do you remember this scene? And they just stole a bang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they steal $11 million and he's over there begging for change. You know, it's perfect. <laughs> uh, or, you know, when he's, it, it's in seven, it's in seven when he's like, when, when he doesn't realize that they're actually parachuting out of the plane. <laughs> and they, they have to launch the parachute out to pull him out. Yeah. He's, he's such a great character. I love, love, love this character. And I love, too, that from the trailer for Fast 9, we're pretty sure he's going to space. That of all the characters <laughs> they're doing, they're going to throw him to space, which is just exactly what you want. For sure. Now, this is a tough question. Who do you want to add to the series? Who is an actor that you think should be added to the series? This was a tough one. I had, I have a couple. I, I have a couple written down here, but um, I'm just curious if you guys had any ideas of any characters that were missing, any actors that you think would be like would take this to another level. I mean, we already have two Academy Award winners in this franchise. Maybe we add a third one. I don't know. Gabe, did you have anybody that you wanted to add to the series? And if so, who would they play? <sighs> well, who would they play? That I would have to think more on. But I think. Matt Damon would be a cool little, like, guest star in the film. You know, Matt Damon plays this kind of character, so I think he would fit really well. Um, you know, make him like a, what is it, Fast 8? Um, where they have, oh my god, Clint Eastwood's kid as an FBI agent or whatever. Like, that sort of character, but with Matt Damon, he'd be cool. Okay, so have, have him be like Mr. Nobody 3? Yeah, like Mr. Nobody 3. Just give him like that. Like give him like a four kind of guest spot but with more lines. That'd be I think Matt Damon would fit really well in this world. I think so. Fits good in any world. That's perfect. Ryan, how about you? Did you figure out anybody that you would want to add to this? I would I'm I'm gonna go for Michael B. Jordan. Just make him some villain. I'll do like Killmonger type of he did did a good job there. Somehow he could fight Dom and I feel like the stakes would only get raised doing that. It's not a bad idea. I mean, I know you're a big Michael B. Jordan fan. I think you've said it three times on in text messages. So I know you just want to get him. You just want to get him in this franchise. Just, <laughs> just get him want... in, man. Just why is everyone fighting it? I mean, yeah, it's not about, well then does he take over the franchise? Is he at, you know, does he do a spinoff? You know that, you know, there's a lot of potential there. I went in a very, I went a different direction. I went a little bit older 
and I figured out the characters that these people are going to play. I have, I actually have three people written down to add to this franchise. They're all older, but I think Jeez. they will elevate the franchise a lot. First of all, uh, when, when times are tough in Barstow, you need, you know, and, and Roman Pierce is in, in a, in a bind. He's got to call on his dad to come in. Right. Cause obviously you got to have a dad and who's Brian, who, who is uh, uh Roman Pierce's dad. It's Samuel Jackson. Samuel elevates this quite a lot, of course, because he's just going to get mad and just start throwing some things around and deliver some classic, classic Fast and Furious line. Come on, and we do need the mother in this world. We need <laughs> yeah, it. we just we just need a little bit more of that. Just like cut them off before you know, because they'll they'll say like mother, and then they'll do like a, a wheel spin out because they can't swear that much in these. So I mean, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we figured out. I mean, I think there's a the villain in the tenth one is is. I mean, Gabe and I have been talking about this forever. But we think Jesse's dad is getting out of prison. Okay, so Jesse's dad is in prison, and he wants oh. his Jetta back. Okay, he wants his Jetta back because his Jetta's gone, and his son has been killed. He wants his Jetta back. So who's playing Jesse's dad, who's been in prison forever? It's going to be Brian Cranston. Oh, you know, nice. You want a villain in this, okay? We've had some, like, mean people who are, like, kicking everybody's butt, you know? But, like, we don't want someone who kicks ass. We want someone who, like, murders people, okay? And that's where you get... Brian Cranston coming in this. You add a little bit of prestige to this yet again. Okay. You get this going a little bit crazy. And there you go. Then we add Brian Cranston as uh, Jesse's dad. I think it works. You can see that. And who does he call to figure out where Dom is? Do you guys know who he calls? He calls the Toretto's mom, who we know nothing about. Oh, no. The Toretto's mom? Tell me. Mommy Terrell. Uh, I don't know what her name is, uh, Toretto. Uh, it's played by Susan Sarandon. Academy Award winner Susan Sarandon. She needs something fun to do. She's coming into this series. We get a third Academy Award winner. Of course, all three of them are women. Bring them all in and just have them just fight it out. She's going to figure it out because, uh, you know, maybe Dom abandoned her as uh, you know when he was young and he went with his dad who ends up dying in the car crash or whatever. But, like, maybe that's where it goes. Mommy maybe, Toretto. <laughs> maybe we meet Mommy Toretto in this one, in the new one, in Fast Nine. I have no idea. I mean, we still got to figure out how Dom is actually brothers with John Cena. That I don't understand. Speaking of which, like John Cena is also supposed to be his little brother. Did you guys know that it's supposed yep. to be his little brother? Is his baby brother? Yep. So no. How I don't understand how that's going to work. Do you guys have any idea, any thoughts on how that could work? This franchise is just a soap opera. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. At this, you know, at this point, I don't try to understand these movies. That's a, yeah. That's a, stop bringing logic into it. Yeah, we just need to enjoy them. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. I'll, I'll I'll stop trying to make it logical. But I thought those would be some good additions. So we got Michael B. Jordan, Samuel Jackson, Matt Damon, Brian Cranston, and Susan Sarandon. A lot. That's, that's I, I like. I like the Brian Cranston as Jesse's dad back for his Jetta. Yeah, that would be <laughs> give give us go full on Walter White. On yeah, that yeah, ass. that'd be so good. I like it though. Yeah, like think about it. He has a lot of motivation. You know, uh, Vin like Dom let let Jesse die. He ended up letting him. He would he didn't take care of him, mm-hmm. and he wants his Jetta. Like, where is my my Jetta? Okay, He's, he wants his two thousand Jetta. And then you know nice... Dom's gonna feel vulnerable. He's gonna feel guilty that he let Jesse die too at the same time, so he's gonna mm-hmm. have to deal with that that emotion while he's fighting with 
Walter White. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's going to be rough. It's going to be very rough. I think it's perfect. I think that's 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 ten. So the producers of that, uh, Justin Lin, you can call me up. I'll I'll help write up a giraffe. You know, I've got ideas for it. You know, we could do a spinoff. I got I got ideas. So just hit me up. <laughs> so before we get on to uh, some more of the the, the the questions about the the franchise, I do want to talk about cars real quick. So this movie is all about cars. It's all about tuner cars. That was like really a big part of it. They wanted to highlight a lot of car culture and they wanted to highlight a lot of the different awesome things that are going on within cars and everything like that in the community of Southern California and, and across the United States. I mean, that was one of the things that after this movie came out, people went crazy with their cars. You started having modifications. You started at seeing like neon lights, decals, all that stuff. This stuff was happening, but it wasn't really that popular and like mainstream until this movie came out. Now I actually went through and did a ton of research on the cars, like way more research than anyone ever needs to actually do. Um, so, I mean, I spent, I think, two and a half hours looking up all these specs on different cars but of the cars in the movie in just the first movie which car do you think would be the car that you would want to test your luck in in a quarter mile i want the jetta just because i love that car <laughs> give me the jetta i have an obsession with jesse's jetta well with jesse's dad's jetta um and i I just like that car don't ask me why again i know nothing about cars but i just like that car i would ride that car just just to be clear it's a 1995 volkswagen jetta a3 there you go i i I have all the the intermittent fraud ryan what about you i don't know i'm probably going with dom's what is it a dodge charger you went with the good one you went with like the the one in the end yeah the the charger that's like i'm just not a car guy that's the only one i feel like i could sell today and make money (laughs) off of so that's why i would pick it so yeah that's a the the cars look so weird compared to back then like watching this movie is the one thing i noticed like that's not what cars look like now yeah oh definitely the 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 sad part is it's the cars have aged 20 years and the other thing too they've not just aged 20 years all of the cars in the movie are like Dom's first car is in 1993. It's a 19. So the movie, when the movie comes out, it's already an eight year old car. Brian drives a 95. Brian's other car is a 94. Vince is the only one that drives a 1999. So they're all driving like old cars. So they've, they've actually aged even more than when this thing came out. So, I mean, I like, I do like uh, Vince's, Maxima. He drives a uh, a 1999 Nissan Maxima, but I just like it because it's blue, which is stupid. But I like it because it's a blue car. Sounds good to me. <laughs> that's like that's like that was my expertise on cars at the time. I'm like, oh, I like the the blue one. But um, it's interesting because I did do a ton of research on all of these, and um, of all of the cars, just as a quick aside, what do you want to guess which one of the cars, not the Charger, the Charger, the 1970 Charger is the fastest, uh, according yeah. to the statistics. Mm-hmm. It is definitely the fastest. But of all of the cars in it, of these, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, of these eight different cars, which one do you think is the fastest? I'll give you a get, one guess of which one is actually, because these are all real cars, by the way. They did build these cars. Which one of them is the fastest in a quarter mile? I'm going with Leon just because he's quiet. Okay. What is it? I don't even know what kind of car that is. What is that? It's a 1995 R33 GTR, which is a Nissan Skyline. Um, I'm eeny, meeny, miny, mo my pick, so I am going to go with the 94 Supra Turbo. Just Brian's car? Has, yeah, just because it has turbo on the name. 
<laughs> that's a you know that's the good guess. The answer is actually Leon's car. It is Leon. Nice. He does have it. The the R thirty three GTR. I know Ryan they had to give him like, something. You know, you, yeah, <laughs> they had to get, make him stand out in some way. It's the only one that's also uh, right hand drive, so he sits on the right hand side of it. Funny story about that car. Uh, the car was actually later sold and then had to be. It was repossessed by the government and crushed because the car is technically illegal. Really? So Nissan Skylines were illegal in the United States. So they had to, they later seized the car and then crushed it because it was illegal to have one in the U S because it didn't pass like certain safety standards or something. Damn. Interesting. To be fair, the Supra, uh, Brian's car, the, the green one, that's the, no, that's the orange one. They drive it at, you know, when they build that one is, um, that does have the highest horsepower. That's 544 horsepower. That means nothing to me, and I'm sure it means nothing <laughs> to you guys. But like, if it means nothing it to does. you, imagine what it means to me. It has the fastest top speed. It goes 185 miles an hour. That's pretty fast. It was actually the film's technical like advisor. It was his car. So they ended up renting a bunch of the cars from this. So like all the cars were all rented from different people. The the guy who's in the drag race, the um the guy who drives the white car in the drag race, who we don't have, who has like. I think one line in the whole movie. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? In the beginning, there's the drag race. Uh, there's there's Did like he the... race Letty. No, no, no. He's in the he's in the the, the first in drag the four, race. With the four in the people. Four, the four uh, people. Yeah. Yeah. It's the the yeah. that guy. He's uh he's the, he's actually a professional drag racer. His car is uh one of the cars. I don't remember which one it was, but he actually loaned his car for the movie. He does have one line, and it's really stupid. He says, "Wow, that guy's really fast." Not knowing that Dominic Toretto drives very fast, so he's not a really great character. So that sucks for him. Um, one thing I want to talk about with the cars, just one last fun fact about him: uh, Jesse's Volkswagen or Jesse's dad's Jetta, right? I know, Gabe, you're a big fan of it. This is going to blow your mind. Do you know who bought that car? No. Frankie Muniz bought that car. <laughs> Come on, Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> Speed, yeah, look at that. We're just connecting Malcolm in the middle. We got Brian Cranston. Oh my god. Oh, that's right. He yeah, wants Brian the Cranston's car. Dad. That's it. He wants that's so, it. It's all it's all connected, guys. Uh so it, he bought the car and it's actually featured in an episode of Lizzie McGuire. Called <laughs> called Lizzie in the Middle. Uh we, so yeah, that's just uh that's that's all the fun fact that we need to have about that. <laughs> um of our of the cars that you guys have owned in in your history of owning cars, do you think any of your cars would fit into this community? Um, I had an Astro van that was my parents. <laughs> Could you imagine drag racing an Astro van? I, I can. <laughs> I mean, I definitely got an Astro van up to probably a hundred miles an hour, but you know, that was pretty epic in, in and of itself. But yeah, anything else? Like, I don't know about that. Gabe, did you have a car that you could maybe put into this community? I don't think so. Like I've I've had a Toyota, a Corolla, and uh, an Elantra. I did have an Intrepid, a Dodge Intrepid. That was my first car, but that's not a racing car. That car is huge. It's like a boat. It's got a lot know. of weight, though. Maybe that'll help with the whole shot. I I don't know. Nah, I have no idea. I mean, my first car was a 1994 Ford Tempo, and um. I'm pretty sure that that would qualify because I did do some modifications on that car. Mm -hmm. um, I added a neon, a green neon light. I bought at the store. You plugged it into the cigarette lighter, and you, you, I put that in there. 
um, I took out a, I put a piece of cardboard in the engine to stop it from um, <laughs> over revving. So I did do that. Um, I'm safe. Yeah, you know, I, I it was part of the early 2000s, so I was modding cars just like they do in the movie. I think it could go about 75 miles an hour at its top speed, so that made sense. Um, yeah. Really, all we had to do was throw a spoiler on any one of our cars, and we would look like we fit in at least. So There you go. Yeah, maybe you throw it on, what, your Saturn Ion that you have? Yeah. Yeah, there you that go. Would be the, that would be the one I would have picked. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my, my original Ford Focus, my 2000 Ford Focus, that's not really one that you want to modify. <laughs> be really ugly mods. So with that, I did actually look at the cars that we have now. All of the cars that we have now. We, we, we each own um, a 2015 Subaru Impreza. Gabe, you have a 2017 Hyundai Elantra SE. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, you have a 2013 Honda Civic. Who do you think is going to win in a drag race? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm gonna I'm go. Going I'm with, gonna go with my baby. So I'm gonna go with. My yeah, mom. I'm going with. I'm going with Gabe too. I wouldn't go with Gabe just because. <laughs> I've been in your car. I don't think it's that fast. Also, are you driving? <laughs> Me? If, if you're driving, then no, you're definitely not winning. I'm not driving. I'm gonna say I'm gonna win because my car is all-wheel drive. So I got all four tires rotating at the same time. Plus, I've got the biggest cargo space. I don't know why I decided to put cargo space on this, but I put cargo space on it. Uh, but my car does weigh the most, so that kind of goes against me. So you have the most cargo space, so you could have the most NAS? Is that what you're trying to say? There we go. Yes, that's it. I'm going to put enough NAS to blow myself up. There you, there go. you go. That's that's what it is. That's, that, yeah, I just save all that space for all the NAS that I can totally, totally afford right now with my life. Did you have a favorite car from the whole series? I, I do. What's your favorite car? My favorite car, which I found out it's basically the same car in the first one, but I love Suki's Honda S2000 from Too Fast, Too Furious. Love that car because I love Suki, and I would not be mad if she comes back for 10th or 9th, but I love that car. I about her. Yeah, she flies over the bridge, and she's like, woo, smack that ass. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have such an affinity for Suki, which is just such a – she is a weird character, but yeah, no, it's it, it is funny. I was looking it up; it is the exact same car as Johnny Tran. She drives the same thing. Johnny Tran drives an S Honda two thousand. She they take it, they paint it pink, and then it's her car in Too Fast, Too Furious. Ryan, do you have a favorite car? Um, I don't know. Not really. I don't know. I guess I'd have to pick just when Brian in Seven was driving off into the distance. That white, I think it was a. Supra, is that what it was? I think I looked it up before. That would make sense. I, it's, it's I don't a know. Car. Just a good moment. I mean, it's a sad moment, but it's a good moment. So I like that car. That is that is a, a perfect send-off for yep. him, though. I mean, I think that is one of the most beautiful moments in the entire series. Uh, yep. They do such a great job with that. Um, so certainly, it's, it's not a bad moment to take. I like the 1965 Ford GT that they steal in... Um, Fast Five. That's the first car. That's the that's the blue car. That's a beautiful looking car. That's a good one. I like that car. Yeah, that's a good one. Or the tank. Yeah, the tank is (laughs) probably the (laughs) The submarine. Yeah, you know, rolling up to work in the submarine would be. Can you just imagine the tank with some nas on it? Damn. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. (laughs) They just put nas on everything. I love it. I'm I'm a big fan of the fact that they do that. Um, Now, 
the next thing I want to talk about, because I mean, we're just we're, we're there's so much to talk about with this movie. My God. Um, now we we I usually do like you know your favorite line from the movie, but I think the best line from this movie it's it's not hard to imagine. The best line from this movie has to be, "I live my life at a quarter mile at a time." Yeah, that it's I live my life a quarter mile at a time. There's no way that it can be anything else. I I really don't think that that's that's the best motto that's carried them through the series. You know, that's the line that they deliver when Vin and um Paul and um Paul Walker drive off. You know, I you know I found. I always say I live my life a quarter mile at a time, and that's why we were brothers because I knew he did too. You know, it, it's it's carried throughout the entire series. I don't think it's a great motto to be totally honest. I think you should plan a little bit more ahead than a quarter mile, but um. You know, it is it is a great line and it's the best line. So if we take that as like say maybe the best line to live your life by, of the other lines from the movie, are there any that stand out as a great motto to have in your house? You know how like a lot of people buy those wooden signs that say like Live, laugh, you know, love. <laughs> yes, something like that. You know, which which quote from the movie are you putting on one of those boards and like putting on your bookshelf? I have mine already. Gabe, okay, what are you what are you putting on your bookshelf? I have I have faith in you, but this isn't a junkyard. It's a garage. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's 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 my life. That's most of my decisions. You know, I'm so rooting for you, but wrong choices. So yeah, that's mine. What I love is I didn't even put that on my rundown. I forgot about that line. That's a great line. That's a really good line. That's a good one to put on there. Ryan, did you have one? Yeah, mine's not on your list either. Mine's oh, uh, it's from Leon. He said. Uh, he goes, uh, streets closed, pizza boy. Find another way home. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I think, that, I think that matches my life. That's a, that sounds pretty good. That's a good one. It's funny because mine, my one of my favorite lines is, I like the tuna here. Bullshit asshole. No one likes the tuna. That, that's that's pretty much my life. No one likes the tuna. <laughs> I did want to include some other lines just to, to throw out there of like good things uh, to live your life by, you know, some, some real, some real like life lessons and nuggets that are delivered here. Um, Letty going, I smell skanks. That's a good line. Um, I love that so much. <laughs> uh, Dom delivering the line, Jesse, since you were the first to reach in and grab some chicken, why don't you say grace? You know, it's a good one to put on there. He's praying to the car um, gods, man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, you break her heart, I'll break your neck. I feel like, Ryan, you're going to deliver that one eventually to someone sure. who takes who takes your daughter out. <laughs> That'll be a good one. Um, Dom also delivers. He delivers so many good ones. You can have any brew you want as long as it's a Corona. <laughs> you know, your classic there. Uh I'll die before I go back. Dom also delivering. Sounds like a serial killer. Is that what you are? Do you just ask someone directly if you're they're a serial killer? Is that like something that's very common in your life? Do you guys feel like you you hear someone's name and you think they're a serial killer? You done that before? No, no, it hasn't happened yet. Um, Edwin get Edwin, Edwin delivers a good one. He says, "Uh, it's not how you stand by your car; it's how you race your car." Race your car. That's a good one. I do like that one. I think that's a good one. And then um, I think the the other the contender is you almost had me. You never had me. You never had your car. <laughs> Which then leads to ask any racer, any real racer, 
It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. That's a great line. That's a good one. That's a good line. Mm-hmm. I have to say that I'm really impressed by the fact that you guys came up with ones that were not on, on my list. That's, that's good good stuff. Good stuff. I think we should get those printed out. Those would be good. Put them on stickers. I mean, Leon needs some love too. That's a good point. It's a good point. Leon doesn't do anything. He, I feel he, kind of bad for him. He's he doesn't. An original. But yeah. He does have the best car, and according to Ryan, the best line, so it works. <laughs> now I want to. So going off of the, you know, the life motto and everything like that, and a lot of these are centered around Dom. Now, the the, the movie itself, the the Fast and the Furious, is actually pitched. One of the things that kind of in the development of this. It was considered a remake of Point Break. So Point Break is the 1991 movie with Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves, where Keanu Reeves goes undercover with a bunch of to explore to infiltrate the life of a bunch of surfers who are robbing from banks. Sound familiar? Except it's street racers who are stealing DVD players. Um, Both centering around super magnetic characters uh, in uh, Bodhi and Dom. And then you have horrible police officers in Brian O'Connor and Johnny Utah, who are both horrible at their job. Um, now, I'm really interested because that makes Dom Bodie. And I think Bodie's such an amazing character. I, I have, that's that's a character that sticks with me quite a lot. I just, I love that character. And they both live on the edge. They commit crazy theft. Uh, they have crazy life lessons and little nuggets throughout the film. And the real question is, which one for you guys? You guys have both seen those movies. Which one is more magnetic? Oof. Yeah, it's, it's like an impossible it, question. It's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's just let's just go. I'll, I'll quickly go, go through. With... I just want to quickly yeah. go through a couple lines that they give. So, uh, where you know Dom's living, it's like saying he lives his life a quarter mile at a time. Um, one of the, one of the lines that, uh, Bodhi's delivering is this was all about us against the system, the system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. We're here for those guys who are inching their way on the freeways in their metal coffins that the human spirit is still alive. He's trying to keep the human spirit alive. It's like, you know, for, if you want to live the ultimate life, you've got to be willing to pay the ultimate price. It's not tragic to die doing what you love. Like these are pretty good lines. Um, he also has some other crazy ones in there. But um, for you, Ryan, what do you think? Who who are you more magnetic towards? I'm going with Bodie. I think what he's doing as crimes is probably worse. Obviously, he's like killing people, and but like what he's saying is just like more spiritual and just makes you start to question your own beliefs. So that's where I think Keanu like bought into the to the hype. So I'm going with Bodie. What do you think, Gabe? I'm going with Dom. I think, um, I think the test of time has proven that Dom is for me, at least more just like I said before, that guy that I want to hang out with the guy that will always have my back. Not to say that Bodie won't in a specific situation, but I think Dom is it, it. Dom has something that just, I gravitates towards him. Um, and I, and I like that Dom sometimes, the way I see it, he's saying these things that I don't think he understands how powerful his words are, but they really resonate with the people around him. And I think that's why I'm choosing him. 
Yeah. I mean, you guys both make great out arguments there. I mean, for me, for me, it's Bodhi. I just think, like you said, Ryan, I think the, the philosophy behind it is also there. I mean, I think Dom kind of fumbles his way into these little nuggets, but this is, this is Bodhi's life. He, he lives this mm-hmm. life on the edge in the ultimate, you know, chasing, he wants to surf the big waves. He wants to, he is, you know, they both, they both, they're, they're, so, they're both such great characters. I mean, I'm just thinking like how Dom is all about ru- like riding as fast as you can hitting that quarter mile and just flying away for 10 seconds and just being free where in the same, in the same vein, Bodhi is willing to surf the big wave, you know, the, the killer wave, the one that's going to kill you. And like, that's what he wants to do. I mean, they're both super magnetic, but for me, it just, it just clips a little bit more on the, on the Bodhi aspect here, but yeah, it's certainly great, great things to think about. Now I want to do, uh, I, I know we're, we're, going through a lot, but I want to do talk about uh, a little bit of the trivia that we go into on this. So I'm going to ask a couple questions here just because it's like, I think there's uh, quite a lot of fun stuff to talk about within this movie. There's so much other stuff going on in this film. And I want to see your knowledge because I know you guys both rewatched this recently. Um, I know I rewatched it today. I think Ryan, you rewatched it today. Gabe, you watched it this weekend. Yep. So I'm going to test your knowledge a little bit on uh, how much you know, and then we'll do a little bit of uh, did this happen true false type thing as well. Uh, Cause there's some fascinating things that I learned in researching this movie. Um, first of all, we'll go back and forth and you can maybe steal one or steal a point or another with this one. Um, uh, I originally had, what are they stealing? But we know what they're stealing. They're stealing VCRs, which is just hilarious. <laughs> what are those? <laughs> yeah. They have the TV VCR combos. Do you remember those? <laughs> oh God. That's what they're stealing. Side note with that. Apparently, so according to the police in this movie, they've sold six million dollars worth of it. Who, who is buying these DVD players? You know, they steal all of these DVD players and TVs. Who are who is buying them? They're selling them to they're selling them to Walmart or something. Like six million dollars worth of them. I don't remember that. It's it's a it's a real quick throwaway line when they're doing the debrief, but like yeah, it's six million dollars worth of DVD players that they're. Oh that my they're god, that's ridiculous. Uh, first of all, we'll go we'll go right from the bat. Uh, Ryan, you're up first. What is Brian's sandwich order? Yeah, is it something else? Yeah, you, it you got you got to say it completely. What's the this full order? Do you remember what it is? <sighs> Tuna and wheat. I'll, I'll see if Gabe got it. Gabe, do you want to try to steal it? Uh, t- <laughs> oh, my God. I know it's tuna. Tuna with the crust cut off. Oh, um, shit. It's tuna on white, no crust. Ah. He's like a four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> no crust. Are you kidding me? Come my on, My daughter bro. eats the crust. She's two and a half. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, just eat your crust. That's pathetic. That's pathetic. Also, I had this in my, in a, in a, you know, where I was answering some unanswered questions that are uh, questions I'm still lingering. If the tuna sucks so much, why <laughs> don't they just fix it and make it better? Because you know how, like, Letty's like, well, not Letty. Oh, sorry. Mia is like, the tuna, you asked about the tuna last week. It sucked last week. It sucked this week. And guess what? It's going to suck. Because they're just, um, they're just laundering money. That's the whole point of that little shop is to cover up for the money they make with the dvd players you know i've actually never thought about that but that's <laughs> probably totally true there you go that's a really good point that's a great point 
That's why the tuna sucks. <laughs> it also is a horrible cook problem. So it doesn't have to be good. Yeah, that's a really good point. Mia, she's a, of course, she's a 16 year old girl and still in high school, for what I gather from the movie. She's doing homework in one scene. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit awkward. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so no one gets points there. Um, all right, so uh, let's see. Gabe, the first race, okay, they're all in 10 second cars, right? The first race, is it over or under a minute 30? Uh, 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 we'll, 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 you're taking the over Ryan what are you going to take is it, over it was like it was over I timed it when I watched it it's over it's like two minutes I think it's two minutes and four seconds long <laughs> so I did I did some math uh, they hit a speed of about 150 miles an hour on this race okay first of all over a quarter mile period it's impossible to hit a speed of a quarter of 160 50 miles an hour in a car like that Okay, a Bugatti Veyron, which is one of the fastest cars, like production cars built, does not hit 150 miles over a quarter mile. Doesn't happen. If they averaged 70 miles an hour for this for this whole race, okay, just average 70. That sounds about fair if they get up to 150. If they average it, that, that means this track, which is supposed to be a quarter mile, is two and a half miles long. <laughs> the last 30 seconds of this race are at 150 miles an hour. That would mean that the last 30 seconds, they travel 1.25 miles. That's ridiculous. So right from the beginning, you know how like we all make fun of the scene from Furious 6, Fast and Furious 6 with the runway that goes on for like 18 miles? Yeah. Well, this first race is at least like three miles long and nobody talks about that. Nope. You know, it's... It... <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, that, yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, all right. We'll go with uh, the next one. We'll start with Ryan. What store does Brian Earl Spillner work for? Do you know the uh, name of the store? Uh, I don't remember the guy. It was the guy. It wasn't at the guy's place. He said, I'll, oh, you're just, you're fired from so-and-so's I'll, I'll place. Give you, I'll remember. give you a point if you could tell me the guy's name. I know that one. Yeah, oh. I can't. I can't remember his name. All right, Gabe. I don't Gabe, know that I I, I, I I don't think it's Harry. Yeah, Harry's Harry's the guy. The <sighs> store is the Racer's Edge. Oh, okay. Because he said you work at Harry's. I never got that. Not anymore. Yeah, I just started. <laughs> you were just fired. You were just fired. <laughs> exactly. Just it's great. It's great. This is bad. I just watched this today. I have no excuse. All right. Well, this this could be a redemption one, Brian. Uh, Ryan, where does Dom hide his nos? Under a seat, under a passenger seat. There you go. We'll give you that point. There you go. This one's hard. This one's going to be very hard. Gabe, what movie are they watching at their movie night that they have? Oh, I I don't know. Don't know. I picked All up right. on this a, a couple times ago. Ryan, do you remember? What almost, it is? I almost rewound it today. To, I almost rewound it today to check it out, and I, I didn't. They're they're watching Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, oh. <laughs> which is directed also by Rob Cohen, who directed this movie. Oh, so that's what they're watching. Go. Yeah, that's a that's that's a terrible movie. By the get way. your own it's damn not, popcorn. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, we'll go with uh, well, Gabe. We'll see if you can get a redemption here. What restaurant do they go out to on their first date? Ah. Uh. It's the it's the little Cuban restaurant with the Vince. With the, what is with that the red restaurant? Candles, yeah, know? Vince. What is that? I'm 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 replaying the the dialogue in my head. Vince, what is that restaurant that you want to save me? 
Ah, um, oh, darn. Um, uh, no, I'm, I'm blanking. Ryan, do you, do, you have, do you have a guess? I can't remember either. I'm trying to play the scene out in my head as well, and I can't oh, remember. You guys are failing here. It's cha-cha-cha. There it is. Cha-cha-chas. Yeah, you could take me there. It's good stuff. So you guys are, are horrible at this. Uh, what is what is actually Leon's job? What yeah. does he do during all of this movie? He's doing one thing. He does actually technically have a job. He's doing not like is is like what does he do for work? But like during the different scenes, what is he doing? Like during the street race, during the heist, what does he do? Either one of you. We'll let you buzz in. Game. He, he blocks the street. I don't know. <laughs> nope. He's using the police scanner or something to make sure. That's it. Yeah. There it is. He he monitors the scanners. I know a lot about Leon. It's pretty weird that I'm. <laughs> I was just. Maybe I, I, I think. Do you know what numbers on his jersey that he's wearing for half the movie? No. I think it's number nine. I think. I, I don't have that written down, but I so think. So when Leon gets his own movie, you're going to be the first one in line. Yeah. I'm be- <laughs> Maybe. He's going to actually hire a sitter for that one. Probably not. <laughs> that would be hilarious. It's like, honey, we haven't gone out in like three months. I'm going out to see this movie, the Leon spinoff. Uh, this is a good one. Who wins the last race? The last between, last between... Brian, yeah, between Brian, Brian versus Dom? Yeah. Dom. I'm going with Dom. I don't Sure. Tom. Brian wins. Oh. If you look at it, Brian wins. I think it's because the the engine kind of blew. Uh, I think the audience is the real winner of that movie, of that race, because it's such an awesome like scene. But uh, yeah, it, it, he wins. Um, the last one. Can either of you tell me what NOS stands for? <laughs> I don't know. Nitrous, Nitrous oxide, oxide something. Yeah. Yes, nitrous something. oxide something, but it's not something. <laughs> nitrous it's oxide sim- synergy. Uh, I don't know. It's sim- system. Nitrous oxide system. Hmm. Um, I mean, it comes up in every single one of these. So we're going to do a quick uh, true-false reel, and we'll go through these and just see how you do. Uh, the film was edited, it had to be edited to lower it to PG-13. True. So true or false? Yeah, true. That is true. Because the the scene that had to be cut, they had to cut a lot of the scene in the in the final the final like heist where Vince's arm gets like eaten up by the the truck because apparently it was originally a lot more violent and a lot more bloody, uh, so they had to cut that back in order to make it not as violent because <laughs> it looked apparently horrific. That's also a horrible way to go. Um, number two, uh, Mark Wahlberg was originally in the running to play Brian. False. That is true. Do you know who else was? Christian Bale and Eminem. <laughs> You're telling me that Eminem could have written a song for this movie and he would have won an Oscar for Fast and Furious? Yes, please. Yeah, that, that, so that's that's that. Um, speaking of casting, um, the part of Mia originally cast Natalie Portman. False. Yeah, that's... That is false. She originally, she did try out though. False. She auditioned. She auditioned along with Sarah Michelle Gellar, Kirsten Dunst, and Jessica Biel. All auditioned for the role of Mia. <laughs> and somehow it went to Jordana Brewster. Also, 
It was originally written for uh, Eliza Dushku. Oh, bring it on! Yes! That was who originally wrote it, so you both got that one. Um, I mean, the movie at had that point, Jordana just had to be cast because she looks the most like, like Vince. That's yeah. the only thing I could think of. Yeah, I think that could pretty much be it. I th- that, that's probably it. And also, they had, didn't have to really pay her much money because she wasn't yeah. established at all. Exactly. She. The only thing I remember from her before this was the faculty. <laughs> the only thing. Yeah, and then she's not in a movie for another three years after this. Um, the movie originally had a working title of Race Wars. True. Yeah, I think that's true. That is true. Uh, in order to avoid a lawsuit, they also had to license the name of the movie because the movie was originally... There's an old movie called The Fast and the Furious that came out in 1954, so they actually had to pay the person to get the title of it. Um, David Ayer, the director of The Suicide Squad and writer and stuff, was originally uh, brought on to direct before Rob Cohen. False? I'll go true, just to change it up. Uh, it was false uh, because, but he did write it. He did do rewrites because it was originally supposed to be in New York and be like in a rural community, which is weird. Uh, it would not have worked. So thank God they brought him on here. Um, Timothy Oliphant was originally offered the role of Toretto. That's true. True. That one is true. He turned it down though because he thought it was too close to his role in Con in 60 Seconds. Could you imagine if we had a movie with Timothy Oliphant and like Eminem and Natalie Portman? <laughs> this would be a weird movie. You know, like that would be a very strange movie. That'd be something. Vin Diesel's the key. If he's not Dom, this movie does not work. Not at all. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of Jordana Brewster, did Jordana Brewster have her license when she made this movie? No. False. She did not have her license yet. Neither did Michelle Rodriguez. They didn't even have their learner's permit. They had to learn to drive on set. That's nuts. Uh, the, I, have, I have like two more, a couple more here, just real quick. Um, Dominic Toretto is actually 10 years, or, or sorry, Vin Diesel is 10 years older than Dominic Toretto. False. True. It is true. It is true. Dominic, so Dominic Toretto is supposed to be 24. Vin Diesel's 34 in this movie. That's a, that's a big gap there. Uh, just a couple more. Um, there's a post-credit scene. True. True. It is true. There's a post-credit scene where you find Dom in Baja, Mexico. Mexico. Yep. Um, the car budget was $10 million. False. Yeah, I'm saying it's more false. It was $2 million. No way. $2 million. That's how much it was. Now the budget's like eight or eight, nine, ten million dollars nowadays. Um just a fun fact about that. This isn't a true or false. Kias and Hyundai's were considered for this movie, but then immediately dismissed because at the time they thought that Kias and Hyundai's were ugly cars and no one actually modifies them. So that's why they got rid of it. Uh, true or false? Only twelve cars were wrecked during the production of this film. True. False. It is false. Seventy-eight cars were wrecked. <laughs> Seventy-eight cars were wrecked. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, Seventy-eight cars in the first one. Can you imagine the last few? 
could, yeah, do you remember, what is it, eight when all the cars just like fall out of the building? Oh. There's so <laughs> many. That's nuts. Um, just, uh, I think I have uh, two more here. Um, both the director and the producer have cameos in this movie. True. True. Yes. Do you guys want to guess who they are? They're iconic characters. No, you're not going to know. So well, one... I bet um, one of them's the guy that goes like this at Race Wars. I'm calling that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's not that one. You, actually, the director is the pizza boy. Oh, okay. That's Rob Cohen. He goes, what He the was way too old here? to be a pizza boy. That stood out to me right away. <laughs> yeah. He delivers the classic line, goddamn street racers. Um, and the producer also delivers a great line. More than you can, you can afford pal Ferrari. Oh, he's the guy in the, the Ferrari. Yeah. The guy That's the producer. Uh, I remember that part near more Neil Moritz is his name. Yeah. We, that, what, yeah. You could tell they're both not actors because they're horrible at they're doing their line reading. The last one on this, uh, Roger Ebert said, quote, it doesn't have a brain to its head but it has some great chase scenes and includes one of the most incompetent cops I've ever seen. True. Three, three stars. True. True. Yeah. Roger Ebert gave this three stars. So he liked, I remember that cause I remember he liked, he liked this movie a lot. Yeah. I feel like Gabe, you're going to start looking up these, uh, these things. Cause you know, you know, I go with the Ebert thing on pretty much all of them. <laughs> well, just I have a, a couple of Ebert's books, so I've read a lot of his reviews. So, and you just decided to read his review on the fast and the furious. Maybe I came across it at one point. It has to be in one of the books, as if I knew that. Sure. Just for some, just for some light reading there. Yeah, just that, that's <laughs> what I do in my free time. I read Roger Ebert's books. That sounds about right. Where does this fit into your rankings of fast movies of the Fast Saga? Where, where is this one in your rankings? Gabe, I'll have you. Uh, Ryan, we'll have you go first. So I have, I have it third. I have it behind five and six. I really like five. Five is definitely the best. Six, I really like too. But so you have it at third. third. That's yeah. not a bad. You know, it's not bad. Five is a classically great. Movie. What's your What's your ranking? Your complete ranking, Martin? Well, we'll we'll go through that in a minute. Just oh, okay. we'll, we'll go to, we'll go through the rest of it in just a minute. But Gabe, what's where is this ranking for you? Four. Fourth. I have it fourth. Okay. Wow. This is number one in mine. What? This is this is number one. Oh hell yeah! I love this movie. I love this movie. More controversially, is my number two pick, but that's a that's up for debate too. Uh, so Ryan, you have your your top three are five, six, one. Then I have two, four, seven, three, eight. I do not like eight that much. Interesting. Yeah. You know, eight. Gets seven's lower because it's just it's hard to watch with like the Paul fake Paul Walkers and stuff. Yeah, it's funny because seven and eight are my bottom two as well. Actually, eight's eight's my least favorite. It just gets ridiculous. It yeah, just gets it's... a little bit. Char, you know, you add Charlize, I think she's okay, but it just gets yeah. The oh. the motivation of Dom in that movie is so stupid. Yeah, like he's killing everybody to save a a a, a baby. I'm not trying to knock like saving babies, but this baby's a mutant <laughs> as well. Okay. This child, this child that is born, you know, is from the longest pregnancy in recorded history. Yep. Cause the you time gap does not make sense in that. There's, there are three movies between this baby being born. So I don't understand how that works. Um, Gabe, what, what's at the bottom of your list? I'm going to go from bottom to top. My okay. least favorite is fast four. 
Get out of here. I love that movie. Yeah, That's fine. Four, four, is my, four for me is the forgettable one that makes no sense. Um, then eight, too fast, too furious, fast seven, fast one, number four, Tokyo Drift, number three, six, number two, and five, number one. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. See, it's funny. My favorite's The Fast and the Furious. It's the first one. And then I have such a stupid love for Too Fast, Too Furious that it, it's my number two. <laughs> now, I'm not saying, look, I am not at all saying that Too Fast, Too Furious is a great movie, okay? I am not saying that it is the best of these movies. For me, it's my second favorite of the series. Fair. I think it is so stupid that I love it. It's such a dumb movie that I just absolutely love it. Roman Pierce is a great character. It, they're in Barstow for a second. Uh, I just think it's so funny. The line reading is horrible. Um, you know, you add in... Ava Mendes. Uh, yeah, she's, yeah, she is out of this world bad in that movie. She is horrible in that movie. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. But you she know. looks good doing it. She does. She looks she fantastic. Does. Which is also strange too, because in this series, like you know, that's when like Brian decides to go date her for a little while, takes a little break from Mia, and then forgets that Mia exists, and then like comes back and forth. Well, the, the like... Toretto's don't exist in that movie at all. Yeah, yeah, because the, because uh, Vin Diesel didn't want to come back because he thought the script was terrible. So he was right. That makes, that makes sense. Yeah, and then it's <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and then it's five and six. Five and six are the next two, and then it's uh, the fourth one comes in at five, and then. Tokyo Drift and then Furious 7 and 8. Now, that's not to say that Furious 7 and 8 I don't like. I love those movies, okay? I think they're stupidly fun, but they're just not in the top for me. We'll see where 9 comes. We'll see where 9 goes. Yeah, 9 we didn't even, be interesting. We didn't even include Hobbs and Shaw in this because I think we, but we all that's kind of a spin agree off. that like, it's a spinoff and it's not... It doesn't feel the same. It doesn't. They try to add like family elements into it, but it's more of just like a dick measuring contest, and like it's not. Yep. <laughs> it's like a, it's kind of cheesy. I agree. And, and ridiculous. Um, I do want to just wrap it up real quick with some. I say real quick, but it's probably not going to be really quick. With some unanswered questions about this film, some some lingering thoughts that I have. Um, you can feel free to add some thoughts as well if you have any, but I really want to know what happened to Leon. That's the biggest question. Where is Leon? What happened? He is actually not like, like Ryan's a big fan. Ryan's like his biggest fan. Okay. We all know this. It's been well documented by now. <laughs> uh, he wants the spinoff. We're, we're going to contact universal about that after. Um, it's not like Johnny. I, what's the guy? The actor's name is um, it's Johnny strong. Okay. Which is also just a pretty good name for a character or an actor rather. Um, he's still acting. He still does stuff. But apparently he's just gone. What else what? has he been in? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I'd actually have not nothing of any yeah. consequence <laughs> to be totally honest. I yeah, think so, he um I think he got another alias and he became like a porn star. Is my call for that's yours. What yeah. happened to Leon? Yeah, that's fair. Just he he was already in L.A. and I think it would be an easy transition for him. So yeah, I mean he's not a bad looking guy, you know. He could just use his car as like in the background or, or something. That's not a, that's a, it's a really good theory actually, you know, mm -hmm. use all the DVD players he has <laughs> stashed away somewhere. It's, it sounds like, it sounds like it would be a smooth transition. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't know who they're selling these DVD players to. So 
especially six million dollars worth of DVD players. Oh, I'm looking up on his um on the actor. Apparently, he's like big in like sports. He's he's a black belt in jujitsu. He knows kickboxing, boxing, jeet kundu, and I have no idea what else. So apparently, he's like huge in martial arts and stuff. So bring him back. That's what well, you yeah. want. Yeah. Why was he not doing that in this one? Yeah, apparently he's like huge. Like he has, he is like world renowned in 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 oh my God. martial they blew arts. It. They blew it. Yeah. What the hell? What are you doing? He's got to. He's got to come back. Like they're bringing back all these different cast members. Like why not bring him back? Him we'll and Jesse's dad team up. Yes. Yes. Bring down Dom. That's it. Jesse's dad gets out of prison. And Recruits he's like, Leon. Of course he's gonna recruit Leon. Think about it. Dom abandons Leon. What if Leon becomes like Black Superman and Hudson Shaw, Super Soldier? That's it. He's the other guy in that that's one. That's it. By the way, that's my that's my theory for Han coming back. I think Han is a Super Soldier, and I think that's why he's alive. It's not a bad theory. It's not a bad theory. I I want Leon back though. I bet you. I hope he comes back for one of them. Um. But yeah. So yeah. What's he been doing? Um. What other questions did I have? Um. I want to know where Vince buys his shirts. <laughs> <laughs> those are hot topic shirts. Those all- <laughs> little hole shirts. Those are hot topic mesh punk era shirts. I was gonna say, Gabe, that looks like it's a lot of your wardrobe because you wear that, a lot of tank tops. That, I, I mean, I'm from well, originally from Puerto Rico. Of course, I have a huge wardrobe and tank tops. Leave the tanks up alone. I'm not knocking the tank Respect tops. Okay, tank I just can't. Tops. I can't rock tank tops because I'm a little bit too pale for them. And by a little bit, I mean like a lot too pale for them. So You're literally Edward from Twilight. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, that's a good question though. He does have quite the wardrobe in this. A lot of like fishnet uh, shirts. You know what I? Now that you're talking about the fashion, I always forget every time I see it, especially Letty's character when she gets out of the car for the first time, and you see the the wallet with the chain and the baggy pants and the big yep. hot topic boots and i'm like yep. wow this I is know. so 2000s yeah they do quite a good I job know. with that i don't remember it being like that all like alternative is what we used to call it back then i just didn't remember them, them dressing that way when i like mm-hmm. rewatched it recently yeah it's it's pretty epic the way they dry, they they dress you know the snake um, print pants from you know oh, that is, that's it's so 2000s that is so too that is mtv music video 2000s is that what you were wearing gabe uh, the snake print pants? i would not i'm not gonna agree or deny anything this <laughs> the is snake print pants is a whole other level <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah that's pretty that that's a that's a different level no i did not ever own snake print pants oh i also remember uh, you're, you're talking about uh, Vince and his clothes. He also had this like wristband that's like had four buckles on it. Yeah, remember that he's wearing like this weird. God, what a yeah, what a weird time. What a weird time. To what times? Life. What times? And, and, and the belts too. He had like a belt with all the rivets on it. Um, yeah, um, weird, weird times. Not even that he wore the tank tops. They were just all like mesh see through. And I'm always like, just everyone he owned was the same thing. That's what like really. Wait, yeah, are you what, buying like a hundred of these? <laughs> also, what do you get like the worst tan lines after that? You live in LA, like yeah, you're know, outside all the time. That's true. The horrible tan lines. <laughs> just take it off. Just white, 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 white. No, but also <laughs> like just, just like fishnet tan lines across your whole body. That's a horrible idea. My I some of the other thoughts I had, like you know, like why doesn't Brian just get two thousand dollars? He throws in like a fifty thousand dollar car mm-hmm. in a race that he could potentially win six thousand dollars. 
Because Just get two thousand dollars. Respect is more important, Steve. I mean, I guess that's it. Yeah. Do people just carry around $2,000 rolls as well? When you're racing, apparently you are. Everybody races for two Gs, apparently. Actually, yes, because here in Puerto Rico, the racing scene was pretty big. And I remember I used to go with my cousins. And yes, people would have thousands of dollars in backpacks in their pockets. Like, that, that's a thing. Like, that's a thing. I, would rem- I, see, I remember seeing people just drop rolls of thousands of dollars mm. as an entry fee for the race. That's good to know. So portable DVD sales were good, I guess. <laughs> the TV VCR combo sales. Oh, were sorry. <laughs> well, I think all I think all of it. You gotta you gotta throw. What if that's what they did after? They're like, oh, okay, we're throwing in a Panasonic uh, DVD player. <laughs> like that's what they're racing for, really. Here, uh, Brian doesn't race at race wars. He no, goes he to race not. wars, and they're like. We need to make money off of you. He's got this super fast car that they just built from the ground up, dropped, you know, however many thousands of dollars in it, and he never races. Because his race is after the fight, but that night he had he had to go rescue Dom. See? Yeah, but yeah. He should he should be up front and center. And does the other thing is does Jesse not know who Johnny Tran is? Is he that dumb? I mean <laughs> yeah, he's got Jesse, go. like I feel like Brian speaks like he didn't just like sneak in their garage and see their car. He's like, Oh, I bet he's got this much under the car and they, they knew what engines were coming. Yeah. But like Jeff Jesse was part of that. Just, yeah, he was the, he was the lookouts were in there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He's like, oh, this guy's got nothing. Also, why do they actually go in his garage? That's really strange that they decide to just go sneak in his garage. They make fun of Brian for sneaking into Hector's garage earlier, and then they're like, okay, let's go for a ride. And they go into Johnny Tran's garage, which is also just stupid. I don't know why they decide to do that. Is that what you do, Gabe, when you're street racing? I want to know. Sure. (laughs) Why were they so, like, it was always a bad sign that they were so paranoid that Brian was a cop. You're a cop. Why are you a cop? Da, da, da. I'm like, well, you're clearly not doing something right if you're so worried for a cop. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I know street racing is bad, but I don't think the cop is looking out for the street racing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why did, yeah, I can't believe like Vince just, Vince was totally right. It just couldn't convince Dom that he was right. I mean, Vince was always right. They're they're kind of lucky, uh, because without without Brian, Vince would have died, probably. He would have bled out, bled out. Yep. Yeah, he would have died. But uh, yeah, it's still Vince is right. He gets a bad rap. Vince gets a bad rap. He's just looking out for for Dom, and he gets a bad rap. I mean, he's been looking out for his friends since the third grade. Except for the two years that he was in prison. <laughs> he's in prison for two years. Yep. Who's looking out for Mia at that time? Is that what Jacob with a K is doing? Dom's little brother? Maybe. Because, uh, yeah, that's uh, the thing. So, like, we'll we find out that, this weekend. We forget that, like, Mia is, we're going to, I'm going to guess, I'm going to be generous and say she's not in high school. We'll say that she's in college because otherwise it's super awkward that she's in high school. Um, <laughs> but we'll say she's in college. So she's probably 20 because even in the party scene, she only gets a Snapple instead of a beer. So actually, <laughs> actually, you look at it. Brian's a nice guy. He's not trying to, you know, get this underage girl drunk. He's just giving her a Snapple um, rather than a, a beer. Uh, so she, if she's 20, 
the dad died a while ago, right? And then after the dad died, Dom beat the guy to a pulp um, and went to prison for two years. The mom isn't around. Who's taking care of the daughter? Who's taking care of Mia? She's a ward of the state. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. There's there's some questions there. There's some interesting, interesting questions there. Do you guys have any other questions you got? Any other um, thoughts about it? My biggest one is what ethnicity is Dom and Mia? We will <laughs> never know. Yep. Yeah, that's a very, it's a very ambiguous thing, which I think is kind of purposeful. Uh, they hint at him being Brazilian. Uh, where actually it's interesting because Jordana Brewster is grew, grew up in Brazil, um, which is interesting. She she grew up in Brazil, but so then she's in, actually pumped about Fast Five because it's all shot in Brazil. She's like, I'm actually like going home, which was pretty cool. Uh, but Dom goes to he speaks Spanish apparently. Didn't he has that. a cousin in the Dominican Republic and eight, so he apparently has some Dominican blood in him. So and <laughs> he's a brethren of Latinx people now. So you know, yeah, and and he's. His last name is Toretto. I don't know what that is. You know, it's is it Italian? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say is that. It it Italian? To be Italian. And then, like, so if he's you know half Dominican and he's Italian, and his brother's John Cena, like, I don't. It's <laughs> that it's, officially it's, makes John Cena Latino. So that's come what on, Fast Saga. <laughs> we've all we've all known that all along. <laughs> <laughs> it it is interesting. Like, also how. By by the by, you know the, where we are now with Fast Nine coming out this week. Why are they still relying on these people? Like, what what? How dumb does and desperate does Hobbs have to be to call up some bank robbers who stole a safe in Rio de Janeiro? He decides these are the people that we need to take down an international terrorist who's like destroying things in London. Why don't they just call like? I don't know, SEAL Team 6 to come in there and just take out Owen Shaw. Is it real is it really that hard? You have to call up the the guy who was in who never went to college, has no degree. All he does is drive a car. That's all he does. He just drives a car. And he's pretty good at it. His plans aren't that great because they go south all the time in every movie. Mm-hmm. But he just drives cars and fixes them. Like you want a super mechanic? I mean, is that a character in the MCU? The super mechanic? Huh. Actually, wait. It kind of yeah, is. Yeah, but in six, Letty comes back. That's the only reason I think they really bring him back. They That's bring true. him in. I'm just realizing too that, like, but technically, yeah. technically, Iron Man isn't. Uh, you know, Tony Stark is just a mechanic who's like super smart. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like he's becoming. Well, he does basically become a superhero in six when he jumps across the 20 foot gap between the highways and yes. somehow, if Catch you know anything, yeah, when you know physics, when you hit something in midair that's going the same speed as you, you mm-hmm. just fall straight down instead of just like fly flying like, like Superman across. Well, the in thing. the trailer, in the trailer for this one, doesn't he get hit by, and he stops a car with his hands in the trailer oh, for this seen, one. I haven't seen that, but man, he is, if he's doing that, then we are. Oh, cause you said you were going to stop. Yeah. There's a trailer. Cause you said you were going to stop watching trailer. There's a trailer that he just like a car just flies right into him. And he literally just stops the car with his hands. <laughs> While he's on the hood of another car, of another moving car. Yeah. Well, in seven, in seven, he gets hit in the head with a wrench at full speed. 
He also gets in a head-on collision at 60 miles an yeah. hour with another car going gets, at 60 miles an he hour. He gets a parking building dropped on him. Yeah, that, that too. So he's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty, he's pretty, he's invincible. He drives then, out of, the, he's the one that drives out of the front of the plane though, right? In six, two, is he the one that drives out the front of the plane? Yes. I okay. think so. I don't remember. Oh, you mean on the it's, runway? Yeah, on the runway. Yeah, it's him because they're all looking at like, and Brian is oh, they're Donna Brewster. Yeah, and it's him. It's him. And he, doesn't he walk out of the fire? Yeah, so he's so he he can fly. He has super strength and he's fireproof. Yeah, he's he's basically a superhero. He is, but did you see him in this in one, the one we just reviewed, when he's leaving the parking garage after parking his car to run away from the cops and then he starts running from the cops? It's like the <laughs> it's like the anti Tom Cruise run. <laughs> <laughs> he's like definitely did go to the academy like of Tom Cruise running where he just no, learned how to run it, fast. He just it was super it was slow. so bad. I was like, this guy like eventually saves the world like multiple times. He can't even <laughs> run down the, the block. I, yeah, that's 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 a really good point. Yeah, he's not good at running. No. Yeah, I did, yeah he it did really think of that form. Also, why does why does he get stopped by the cops? He's not doing it. He's just walking on the sidewalk. Yeah, and they know his name and they never go after him at his house either. Yeah, Stop exactly. Toretto. Yeah, it, that, yeah, that's a good point too. I forgot. Mm -hmm. He just chase after him, and he also just like leaves the car there. Why don't he just wait? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Any other thoughts? Unanswered questions? I just can't wait for this new one to come out. We have Fast 9 coming out this weekend. I know that there's going to be... Um, there is going to be a Hobbs and Shaw 2, which I am sort of not looking forward to. There are actually two more series in the talks as well for spinoffs. There is, there is a Dominic Toretto solo film that is going to come out at some point and also a quote-unquote female-led one. So that could be the Letty only movie that comes out in the future, which I, which I think would be pretty great. Cause I think she's a pretty awesome character, but beyond that, that's, that's what we have. Um, Ryan, thank you so much for stopping by and uh, joining us for our discussion down memory lane of too fast, uh, not too fast of the fast and the furious. Uh, it was great having you. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah. We will be sure to have you on in a future episode. If you ever get more time to, Sneak away to your basement and have you on for one of our retro reviews here. Uh, when you guys review Battleship, let me know. I'll be there. Uh. Oh, there's one. When we get into our our whole list of movies based on board games, yeah, that'll be that'll be in there. <laughs> yeah, so that that's uh that's our episode today. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you got all the way to the end of this, I think we're at two the two hour mark now. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.